Hello, welcome to this week's Riot Act, uh, episode 31. This is me, Stephen Hill. Um, we're about to cut to the show, as you know and love it. Um, we've just finished recording with uh, myself, Renfrey, and with our very special guest this week, Brady from Conjurer. We had a lovely time doing the podcast, but the reason you're hearing this right now, me coming in, as just literally about a minute after we finished recording this week, um, we actually heard the news come through that Mark Hollis of Talk Talk uh, has passed away. Now, um, later on in the show, you will hear um, us kind of just very, very briefly mention Talk Talk as on next week's show uh, for Trade Off, I've given Renfrey the classic Spirit of Eden by Talk Talk, their kind of magnum opus. So next week on the show, will be a perfect time for us to really go deep in and talk about Talk Talk and the influence they had on the on alternative music, on post-rock um, and on our culture and, and just what a great band they were. Um, but I just thought I should flag it up if you think it's kind of weird that we're being heartless or callous and not mentioning Mark's passing. We are going to mention it properly and give him the kind of send-off he deserves next week. Um, but we literally just found that out. So we'll talk about that next week. But for now, here's me and Renfrey and Brady doing a normal show cheers hello everyone welcome to riot act this is episode 31 of the show i'm stephen hill uh which is fine actually um he's renfrey deadman hello, hello. mate how are you doing Very and well. if you heard someone go oh i can't believe someone would intro a show in a sort of positive manner well i'll tell you why it's our good friend from the band conjurer uncle fuck aka <laughs> Brady Deep Rose. Hello, mate. How are oh, you? Right. It was going so well there because normally, like, I get like proper slagged off on this show. Yeah. But, yeah. And you said our good friend, and I was yeah. I was on board, and mm. then you went with Uncle Fuck. <laughs> Uncle Fuck, <laughs> which, which your feels nickname. a bit left field. <laughs> well, I, I saw a porn parody called Uncle Fuck once. <laughs> Did you watch Uncle Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Renfrey wow. Deadman once wanked to Uncle Fuck is what he's just admitted. Renfrey, uh, biggest is, cunt in the music industry. Is there anything we? you won't masturbate to, Renfrey? <laughs> um, anyway, I've thanks, yet to find it. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Brady. You're going right. to America in a couple of days. Mm. Yeah, that's exciting. Can you imagine? Yeah. Not, on, not on a holiday either. <laughs> no. You're going with your shitty band. Going <laughs> with your band <laughs> to, play with, uh, to play with Rivers and Nihil. Nile. Okay. Right. There you go. That's, I'm going to be mainly. I'm here to bring you to up on your pronunciation because it is painful week on week. You know, everyone listening will. Someone, attest. someone called me out on Twitter this week um, for saying. I so. was uh, for saying apparently pronouncing the word pronunciation wrong. Yeah, you did pronunciation. 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 No, that bothered me last week. I was what? in the car and I was like, "Oh, come on!" What's mate. wrong with it? Say it it's again. Pronunciation. Pronunciation. What did you say? Pronunciation. I, I mean, I don't care. I say. So it's the difference between nuns and nouns. I say paper, scissors, stone. Yeah, you don't so. yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I don't give a shit to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Yeah. How? how oh, oh, All right, it's, fine. it's just wrong. That's okay. the issue. Well, you know, thanks for coming on and picking us up on all right. things, Brady. I will. I will. St- <laughs> I will stop the podcast and I will. I will make it. Oh, it's I tell you so what, anyway, you're going to bad. America with your band yes. Conjura. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Someone introduced us as Conjira at a gig once. Uh, that's a difficult name to get wrong, I think. Yeah, because it, it's name. a proper word. Because it's a genuine, it's just yeah. a word, isn't it? Yeah, um, that drink. was quite upsetting. So how are you feeling about that, going to America? Good. Yeah, well, it's been the bane of my life for the last... I say the bane of my life. I come. At, whenever I talk about this, I come across as a right dickhead. It's obviously the best thing in the world. You come mm-hmm. across as a right dickhead, Any, whatever yeah, you say, mate. Any person who's in a band, it's like... 
been my dream since I was like 12. So obviously it's wicked, but I've also had to make it happen, which is mm. very stressful. And until last week when our visas arrived, I was like, not even sure we were going. <laughs> so I helped, I, was, yeah, I, I helped was, you out, didn't I? You asked me yeah, to write you a yeah, letter. Yeah, you did. Oh, you just and I said I would, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I just yeah. forgot, mate. It was when I was moving house. What it was heck? a long old thing. But anyway, I wrote the letter. Still managed it. Yeah, I wrote a letter. Yeah. yeah you, well, you tried, didn't you? Well, well, immigration got back to you and said, oh, don't worry about Stephen Hill's letter. We've got Renfrew Devon's seal of approval. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, you, they well, they were like, we've seen Ramfries, and if that's the level of letter you're going to get, just don't fucking bother. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> we start the show? Yeah, this is going to be a long I'll tell you what I can it. pronounce properly. Musicism. Hey! hey. Oh, that that's, been, that's been sitting in my little head for a little while now. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, go to musicism.net. There are very good friends who um, sort us out with all this stuff, what you're listening to us on right now, including that third microphone, I believe. No, the third microphone. Oh, well, you could have just. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, what they do do. No, not not really, no. Um, Not very woke of you, Renfrey. But they they provide the best online tutorials for you if you fancy you making yourself a better singer, a better guitarist, a better producer, a better, better man. Do you remember? I I didn't know what woke was until I was in the van with the Conjurer Boys, actually, a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember me asking what the hell woke meant? Probably the best. uh, The highlight of the weekend, yeah, I think. That was Bet music is going to be chuffed that you've uh, just sort of <laughs> hijacked my sting. I thought the... you were done with the sting. Well, no, no, no. I've got to say, go to music.net, oh, right. 9 for the courses. Yeah. Get 25% off. If you put riot in capital letters. In capital oh! letters. Yes. I've been there. Check out. There you go. Anyway, continue with your time. I'm sorry. Just on that, while we're doing all the plugs, I feel like people that are listening that are freeloaders like me should go on and uh, donate a pound to you guys on Patreon. Oh, you know yeah, that'd be nice. Patreon.com forward slash right act podcast if you'd like to do that. Oh, with- no, sorry. I've actually been thinking about this because <sighs> I'm, I've got no money, right? right and right. I, I'm going to America and I'm going to lose all of my earthy possessions. And I'm about to. I was meant to do it last week. It would have been better if I'd already done it. But it's like it's a pound. Like if you get six hours a month enjoyment out of Riot Act it's a pound just do it. and they've not actually asked me to say this we, I, was about to say, back. I was about to say we have not asked yeah. us to just say this go and do it it's it's next to nothing and, and we're doing ca- we're doing cattle thinking. decapitation for Rioters yeah. Review which we'll yeah. get out soon and you're going to stick around for that aren't yeah. you Brady? and we're going to so have Brady as a guest we've not had a guest for Rioters Review yet so, no. that'll be quite fun. so that's coming up um, we've already done a bunch on the Mars uh, Volta on Nick Cave and Bonneville you've just become a patron as of right you've done that while we're recording this live recording it's that easy yeah. feels cheap though, doesn't it? Kind it kind of feels like this has been... <laughs> Unsubscribe quick. This is like sort of QVC now. This yeah, has become, yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, no. We've not put that much effort in. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. Um, but anyway, uh, please go and do that and um, just take a leaf out of Brady's book. He's yeah. given a quid. I mean, if he can afford a quid, then exactly. surely <laughs> anyone, anyone can. can. I'm employed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, there you go. Anyway, been quite an interesting week for live shows. Yeah, well, it's very mm. weak for us. Let's Should we start at the smallest and work our way upwards? Okay. Let's do that. So I think probably the, the smallest one, we went to, Brady and I were at Down Surge on Friday night, uh, yep. which is a kind of, ext- like a little ex- two-day extreme metal all-dayer thing um, yeah. that they put on at the uh, the New Cross Inn, which is a little tiny venue. Um, uh, and it was what I saw, you know, I, I got there a little bit late because I was doing an interview for somebody else. And um, I, But I did see... I saw, uh, you saw a little, actually tell me who you saw, because I, I missed the last I saw bit. 
all the bands. I'll give you a very, very brief rundown. So uh-huh. I saw When the Wolf Comes Home, which is our old bassist Andy's band. Right. Oh. Like, uh, someone I was there described them as an early Every Time I Die, and they did a chariot cover. So, yeah. No, nice. nah, it was it was. Do you remember good. which chariot song? Uh, I don't Okay. No, not at all. That's cool. Um, cool. Not enough yeah. breakdowns are there on chariots. Very, yeah, that, that was my issue. It wasn't metalcore enough. Um, but they were. That's a very, conversation we were having before we started. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it, there's quite a lot of bitterness. Um, they were very aggressive and tight, and I just I enjoyed it. Saw so Earn, who you guys like. Yeah, mm. yeah. I heard yeah. that they were very happy with their performance. Yeah, they were sick. So well, we played with them in Bournemouth a few weeks ago, and oh, yeah. they had a lot of technical issues, and the set got cut short. And. Um, yeah, it was great to see them just actually come out the gate and just smash the shit out of it. Um, yeah. Bloody There's heavy metal. The only heavy metal band on the bill. They're so metal. Yeah. 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 It is like really metal. metal um, and it's just so good to see Joe and Angus, like, every project they do just is fantastic. So. Do you agree with us in the sense that, like, they just do what they do very well. Like, it's, yeah. it's not, they're not like reinventing mm. the wheel, but they do yeah. it really well. Yeah, like, exactly. It's super solid and it just yeah. really riffy. There's so few like properly riffy bands now. And yeah. like, they're yeah. starting to debut new material, which is just, uh, they're using some old chapter stuff and some stuff that was going to be Hang the Bastard demos. So it's, it's just mm. really dirty, yeah. to be honest. 100%. Um, Burning Vow played their first ever gig. <sighs> I was jealous about missing this. Oh, yeah, that's, great. Great. Like, um, that's when they were playing just as I walked in. Yeah. Just finished. I, I wrote better than Paul Bearer. Um, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Do I you know. know what? I remember in the review being like, oh, this is almost like Paul Bearer. And you were very sniffy about it. Well, that. only because Paul Bearer. Uh, oh, no, wait. I compared them to Down. Yeah, that's fair No, enough. you compared them to Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think okay. you did compare them to Paul Bearer. And I just think that Paul Bearer are like, what, four albums in at this point? Mm. And of, like that last one, particularly, yeah. is, with all due respect to Burning Vow, uh, is a far classier, like it's sure. it's different. It's what Burning Val do is more what I want from the Paul Bearer esque sound. So mm-hmm. it is it's that, but it's less polished. It's less um, less gentlemanly. I think it's just <laughs> a little bit dirty. And they've gone, yeah, well, fuck it, let's just put the extra riff in. Why not? That's um, cool. And yeah, like a bit heavier live. Um, Did so. they um, hide their identities? They faced away from the stage. But, I mean, if you've ever seen Sammy Irwin play guitar live, <laughs> you have a fair, uh, a, a fair assumption of who the fuck he is. <laughs> I mean, the massive Dio patch on his back would have given it away. Um, I mean, uh, I'll ask him if he wants that cut. But um, they did hide their identities rent-free, is okay. what I'm going to say if you cut that. Okay. We should uh, bleep that. That would be fun. <laughs> Harrowed played. Yeah, just the name. Because <laughs> the rest of it will give away. Harrowed played. This is where I come in and I've got yeah, to say. Go on. Fucking hell. I've not heard of this. I, and I've, I've not heard of this band you before. Like I think I I've say. seen them before. I'm pretty sure I've seen them before, but. Right up your, your stars. Yeah, oh my God. Like power violence, like proper yeah, metaled yeah, yeah. up yeah. for power violence. And yeah. they were they were very, very good. And the lead, I like the, the lead singer because uh, he looked. Sort of genuinely unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? He didn't look comfortable being alive, yeah. which well, I liked. I wrote proper notes when I got back to my hotel the next morning, but the the only note that I wrote on my phone was harrowed and then the word help. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was that summed it up for me. It Amazing. Was, they stand toe to toe with all of those fast, slow, obscenely heavy bands. For mm. for me, it, it is. 
along the lines of like nails, yeah, maybe. That yeah, kind of stuff. It is staggering. I think they play with nails, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we played with them three years ago, and they played to five people in Wolverhampton and were stunning. And this was like ten steps ahead of that. Yeah. Was that the gig where you played to three people? <laughs> Carry no, on. We've Thanks for coming on the show, Brady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no worries. They I've, were great. I'm fucking loving it. I really liked voices. No, I'm not sure you did. I'm not well, a you're huge not a fan. fan of voices, uh-huh. and I've seen them live before, and it didn't change anything, so I just went outside and drank. <laughs> See, I think... That is fair enough. You're allowed to do that, Brady. I think that they're, I think they're good, and I, I like it when they go for that. That kind of 80s... When they, when they do stuff that sounds like it's sort of influenced by Killing Joke and by The Cure and all that kind of stuff, which it was more on the last album, I find that much more interesting... Uh, than when they go kind of full blast beaty, black metal-y, mm. that kind of like riffy stuff. Um, I thought they were good. I thought like when they were good, I thought they were brilliant. I thought that stuff, that kind of really kind of um, industrial sounding, dark post-punk goth stuff mixed with like extreme metal sounded really cool. That sounds very interesting. I think when they just do, when they did some of the older stuff, it wasn't quite as interesting. So it felt like a bit of a lopsided set. But when they were good, I thought they were fucking brilliant. And it's made me go back to that album, which is quite quite the head fuck of a record. That, that, that the, was the last one London? Or was that yeah, London, London, yeah, London, yeah. Yeah, I remember it coming out and thinking, I kind of get what they're going for, but it just doesn't really do much for it. I'm not the biggest black metal fan at the best of times. And it was, especially at that time, just way too weird for me. So... Mm-hmm. I, I will revisit it based on the fact that you were digging it. But yeah, I thought it was good. Can you no name promises. another band that they're sort of sort of like? It's members of Akakok. Yeah, it's members of Akakok. Oh, right. Yeah. So they're a bit like Akakok. They are, but they... But called Voices. Yeah, but then they are a bit like Akakok, but they're also, like I say, they've got a bit more of... There's a, a, a kind of... a. A, a sort of steely chrome thing that they've got going on. It's called Steely Dan. Steely Dan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steely Dan. Like wishbone Ash, but mixed with Dimmu Ball gear. Um, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. how do you say this brand? L L L N N. L L N N. Yeah, they were fucking amazing. <laughs> um, they released an album last year called Deads, which I didn't get the time, but a friend of mine was like, no, no you should listen to this. Mm. It's, it's, mm. it's a bit heavy. And um, I did, and it is. And uh, they, you know, when you see, you see a band like Cult of Luna, and I love what they do, but because I'm a dirty little greb, I'm always like, I just wish the heavier bits were heavier, and the whole song, like I just, I just want that pummeling low end that Cult of Luna do really well, but I want it ramped up to a million, and mm. and then I've gone. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was unbelievably intense. Um, kind of broken up with silliness in between songs because yeah. you said that they were drunk and they were but yeah. yeah, if you've not heard that, but I mean I've got to be honest with you, I didn't know they were. Mm. I've never oh, heard really? them before. So I'd seen mate. the name and I was like, I don't know who they are, but I was absolutely blown away by them. I thought they were fucking unbelievable. If you like just the heaviest thing you can feasibly imagine. <laughs> yeah then it is like the Cult of Luna thing because when you listen to bands like Neurosis and Cult of Luna, you're like, oh my God, this is good. And it's it's like Napalm Death doing that, like yeah. it's that kind of pace. But it's it's the production of one of these more modern bands that just has that 
insane. Uh, something else I found out, they tracked that whole record live as well. Fucking hell. The only thing overdub is vocals. And it's it's one guitar, one bass, and a keyboard player. Like, it is... The sound is... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it just terrific. felt like the venue was going to break in half. Yeah. When we did our um, artists for 2018, LLNN were on my long list. Were they? Um, and <laughs> bless you. Thank you. And they got surpassed for someone else who was su- incredibly kind of heavy. And <laughs> I think it was Kanye. Um, but uh, <laughs> some other great. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, LLNN are amazing, yeah. and they're so, playing Art Tangent this yeah. year. Yeah, so that, that is amazing. Um, you also saw Atan, didn't you, Brady? I did. Yes. The Black Art. We reviewed their album last year, and we chatted about them. I've chatted about them a few times before. Atan. It's yeah. a good album, that. Uh, very it good. Is. Were they good live? Of course they were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw Atan in Norway um, last year. We went over a, a little trip and uh, saw them do a headline show to a absolutely packed out room, and it was fantastic. <clears> and then obviously they've been doing some. They they, they did a tour with us. Uh, last year and you know, played to some to pr- pretty decent crowds. So we, we all had a great time and seeing them come in and on a headline run, they're probably not big enough to headline the Black Heart yet. So it was it was like really half even to now three quarters full. Maybe. That's such a shame. It yeah. is a okay. shame. Yeah. but you would not have got a, any of that from their performance. It was oh. like they were playing to a sold out underworld. It, it was it Makes was cool. insane. Um, just. All the energy of a converge with loads more post metal thrown in. Um, Fritz the bassist does these these unimaginable bellows that just you can feel it reverberate through you. And yeah, I, I'm um, uh, a huge fan of that band anyway. And the fact that they step it up from the record live is. Um, it's quite quite something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, shout out to Caligram as well, who were supporting them. And uh, Oh yeah, I've just heard their new record. Oh, I've not heard it yet. Is it good? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. Are you allowed metal. to say that? I'm allowed to say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which Atan record do you prefer? Do you prefer the EP or the album out of interest? Oh, I like certain songs from both. So Edward... <laughs> Um, is Great probably answer. their best track, <laughs> which is from the EP. I think the album's a lot more cohesive overall. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's that's a fair shout. Actually, yeah. so actually, you're gonna take that back. Yeah, being a bit snippy. I you? mean, I <laughs> we've all listened to albums. I, I have a I have a history of not taking things back that are said on this podcast ever, ever. Got quite serious, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. D- genuinely don't know what you're referring to but uh <laughs> you keep saying ask if i'm going to apologize to a certain band oh right yeah okay <laughs> yeah us? and you still won't um anyway renfrey you went to see the wonder years i did which is a slightly bigger show very different to um, yeah. i should say actually it's quite a metal this week um we're actually i think so we're reviewing this week we're reviewing while she sleeps in flames and mark morton so stick around for that sorry uh come on. What, should have said that at the start bloody tune out because of the wonder years i just hadn't mentioned at the start that what we were reviewing this week so if you're going what the fuck are you reviewing this week that's what we're reviewing sorry go on continue um, i wasn't sure if i was going to mention supports but then i saw pronoun and thought i'm going to mention supports because she was great um i think it's a she it, uh because all the promo photos and stuff are just her um, but she has a band behind her, kind of um, guitar pop. You yeah. know, we did that Kississippi record. I like that Kississippi record. Um, yeah. 
very much. I don't know. Uh, it's not exactly the same as Kississippi, but it's in that vein. It's less kind of high Karen style vocals. Uh-huh. Um, but she's Canadian and um, I was really impressed. Um, she's releasing a full length, her full length debut later in May, but I picked up her EP. It's only four tracks, but it's really good. I've been listening to it a lot and just wasn't, to be honest, this this show was um, the Wonder Years and Mayday Parade co-headliner. Right. So my expectations were we'll get a couple of, you know, to be totally honest, shitty pop punk bands mm-hmm. supporting. Yeah. Um, and that was not the case at all with Pronoun. Cool. Um, more so the case with movements. Um, but, but I mean, to call them a shitty pop punk band is a little bit harsh, actually. Um, so I've just seen loads of people saying they were fantastic online. But oh, really? I don't know anything about Those them. are the sort of people that own some 41 records, though. Well, to, 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 great to, people <laughs> yeah no. shout out Ryan <laughs> to be honest to be honest with you it's clearly not my crap or or for Steve's cup of tea so I'm not gonna like diss them too much because actually I thought what they were doing was perfectly fine like mm. it was pretty decent um but it's not ever going to be for me so I don't know how That's much fair. I should really go into it in terms of um the wonder years they were just great um they rarely aren't, I think, live. Have you seen The Wonder Years live? No, I haven't. No, no okay. Um, I think um, it felt to me a little bit like they had... It's it's an odd one, them co-headlining with Mayday Parade. Um, spoiler alert, I didn't stick around for Mayday Parade because I have absolutely no interest in them whatsoever. No, that's fair enough. And um, whilst The Wonder Years started out as a pop-punk band, I don't think you could really call what they're doing pop-punk now. Not in any way. No. And so to co-headline with Mayday Parade, it, it's an. I'm not saying it was wrong or they shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying it was odd. It was just a little odd, yeah. I thought. And I thought they had to tailor their set towards that a little bit. And I think uh-huh. they did that very, very well. Um, but my uh, my preference in in their material personally is they're kind of... I actually really like the slower ballady stuff. I mean, I'm one of the few people who's like repping for Sister Cities still actually thinking it's a really yeah, amazing yeah, record. Yeah, I'm um, So, but they... But they definitely kind of like focused on a lot of the like um, more pop punky kind of like fast material, which obviously you would do live anyway. But um, and they were very, very good. It was the last night of a tour and um, they played like five songs from Sister Sissies. There was a bunch from The Greatest Generation, like They're There and uh, uh, <laughs> Come On. It was good, Steve. Good. It was very good. <laughs> for, uh, I get for so all the... annoyed when he rushes me. So I can annoying. see the stress. It's quite nice to actually be able to witness this. Um, <laughs> we talked to... I, I, we, I talked to Dan as well. And uh, from the one... Dan... Uh, hey, Johnny. Campbell. Right. Um, okay. And um, it is going to be a feature coming up at some point. Oh, Sweet. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to, for, all, for all the dirty grubs like myself listening that are interested in the Wonder Years but don't know where to start, where do we start? Well it depends what era of the wonder years you want if you want the pop punky stuff which neither me nor steve are as interested in i would say the greatest generation i'd like objectively that is undoubtedly a good album even if it's not my favorite um of the later more emo-esque stuff Mm. um 
I mean, I'm tempted to say Sister Cities, but we'll say that Riot Act says No Closer to Heaven. Well, I, know, I think they've only I got know. one good album and it's No Closer yeah. to Heaven. So, you know. No Closer to Heaven is fantastic, though. <laughs> and yeah, I, really I can good. totally get behind that record. Where did they play again? Troxy. I don't even know where that is. Troxy is in East London. It's yeah, a old, know. old kind of art deco cinema. I think it used to be. Oh, that'll do. Off, That's fine. Well, no, I, well, it's worth it. It's just it's worth mentioning just because off the top of my head, I think it's three thousand cap. Okay, yeah, that's and short. I don't think it sold out. Right. Um. So this whole it's pairing not, up thing. Well, and the album didn't do so well, did it? I mean, you know, you're no, in the minority of like well, the like, yeah. album. I think to be fair, I think it's but three thousand people. To, I spoke to Dan about that. Okay. I very directly said. So your album didn't do as well as I thought it was going <laughs> to. Um, so yeah, you can hear the what he had to say. On this one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite a big gig, um, but I think in terms of size, at least I did top everyone with what I went to see. Oh, rather than going to see, <laughs> rather than going to see Vane, I think it is. We said we weren't going to talk about it, but so many people, as I went mental on Twitter on the day that I was there, I went to the Brits. At the O2. Got hideously drunk. I got so drunk. Someone's uh, tweeted me about this. They've said, ask Stephen Hill how the Brits were. He loves talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Shout out Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well... This feels like it's live. It's wicked. It's it's weird because... So here's the thing, right? Obviously, we said last week, there's very little, if anything, at the Brits, which is actually sort of relevant to to us and we've got a slightly broader i mean you know when you think we're more commonly known for talking about rock and metal yeah. there's literally nothing with the exception of i'd say idols yeah. idols got nominated for best breakthrough band they didn't win who won some, uh, uh, tom walker who doesn't even have an album out yet stephen hill booed out loud i did i actually was <laughs> did like <you? laughs> i did actually go bullshit like really loud that was the only time where i just managed to sort of but um, is it better that he doesn't have an album out, or is it better like cause sometimes they give best breakthrough to someone who's got like five records already? Well, Idol's got two albums, but they have yeah. actually broken through. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, you know, like he's he won it, and he he beat Georgia Smith, who uh, um, who won best solo uh, British female artist. So, uh, you know, it was voted for by people. We thought Idols probably weren't going to win. They didn't win. Yeah. Um, but it was an it was an interesting night. I'm not going to slag it off because obviously you, you want to know how I feel <laughs> about you it. Go next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> probably will we go next year. Um, but the the thing is, you know, I'm not going to slag it off too much because you can go on my Twitter and read exactly what I thought about it. But I just thought it was interesting to see just how far, especially when in consideration with what we were talking about last week within the bravery and how alternative music has really, really become very very secondary guitar based music etc go on brady not hot fuzz that's what i said hot fuzz Oh yes, you said Hot Fuzz last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I was did. Thinking yeah. about the film, that was <laughs> yeah, all... which is good. So let's Sorry. lag it off. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. I know. Mm. Carry on. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> didn't realize you were going to correct us as we go, Brady. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> you, if you no, thought as any... we go, this is last you, week. If you thought anything else was happening, you are <laughs> sorely mistaken. <laughs> so okay, cool. yeah, I mean, it was it was rubbish, but it was a very interesting. Like there were a couple of things that I found quite interesting about it. Um, and that was, uh, firstly, like, uh, how much people like that shit. Mm. Like, I mean, I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but people were looking at kind of Calvin Harris like it was good. 
And not just like they're enjoying it. Like I get enjoying it. I enjoyed Pink. Do you know what I mean? I thought Pink was... Mm. I enjoyed the, the Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman doing a song from The Greatest Showman opened it up. And it was really spectacular. Nice. I mean, it was like looking at a firework display. It wasn't like looking at music. It wasn't like experiencing music. I mean, I think, you know, I stood in a very similar area watching Pearl Jam twice last year and saw Eddie Vedder stood on a stage on his own with a guitar reaching someone at the very 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 back wall of the O2 and you think right well that's a sort of genuine connection that an artist can have with people Pink came on and and, you know like again I like Pink like do you know what I mean I think Pink is a really really fucking good pop star she's really good and she's got some really really good songs and she's got a very strong image and she's got something to say she's interesting and she, you know, you, you, don't, you can't dislike Pink. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you quite like Pink, yeah, Pink's good. I'm indifferent, but carry on. But yeah, but exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, fucking Pink. Not like you would be about, you know, some things She's that you would have seen. One of the pop stars that seems to have a lot more about her than yeah. Um, but there was a point where I was watching Pink and I was like, this is quite good. This is enjoyable. And there was about a thousand dancers on the stage. And I was stood sort of in a box in the O2, and I turned around for a minute to go and grab a drink. And when I turned back round. I literally looked at the stage and I went, um, what am I watching? What am I, what, there's just people everywhere and it's like lights and, and I was like, oh, it's pink, yeah. And I was like, where even is pink? And at that point... Were you that like, drunk? No, no, it wasn't about being drunk. It was about the fact there were 90 people surrounding her and yeah. there were lights and there were explosions and there were people holding flamethrowers and there were people throwing things up in the air. And you go like, yeah, this looks like a spectacle and it's spectacular. But... Is this watching pink or is this watching a firework display? I mean, what is, I don't really know what that's got to do with actual musical endeavour, like art. Do you know what I mean? I don't really know if that's... Considering it's an award show for the art as opposed to yeah. the spectacle. Mm. But I then I, I, I guess, like just looking at it from uh, uh, playing devil's advocate... Here he is. Hello. Pink's management are going to be like, well, this is going to be televised. We want to give this as like that. The, that's, Pink's not going to bring yeah. that with her the on people, the road. Well, she? no, she is. She's. I mean, the, the, let's, she? let's be honest. She won the Lifetime Achievement Award. We know how fucking award ceremonies work. She was the person who she's not sold enough tickets to her Wembley Stadium gig. Mm. She was the only person that would agree to come. Ergo, she gets mm. the Lifetime Achievement Award. We're not stupid. That, that's what happens. At that point, it's an advert saying, "Come yeah. to the gig, and this is the kind of thing you'll get." So yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. Of so of course it is. But I didn't feel like I saw pink. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've seen people before. Like I've I saw you two at the O2, and I was like, "That's fucking." There's Bono. This is like watching a band. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was. Uh, all we've learned from this is that you need glasses. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, and, where's pink? I can't see her. And to drink less as well, obviously. Well, there's... When there's all when there's 100 people on stage, you know, you go and watch Ramstein, there's not 100 people on stage. It's still spectacular and it's massive. You go and watch Partway, you know, like those mm. bands. I'm not against a show, mm. but... You're just against more than, more than 10 people on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing at this. Like, I, I feel like what I'm saying is not in any way funny at all. It's not even vaguely... Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? I don't feel so like... What? If you're not in... The, I get what they have dancers. Yeah, yeah, you have dancers and stuff and you have dance troops. But when it gets to the point where you're like, there's, there's a crowd on stage, 
I mean, it looked like the fucking the end of an Every Time I Die show. It was just like a stage invasion. It was so like Biohazard it, at Phoenix 94. I yeah. guess, is it something yeah, to do with it that? turning from what feels like a live band into what then feels like a musical? Is that Yeah, it was that. I mean, about? again, like The Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman was out. I don't actually remember looking down and being like, oh, there's Hugh Jackman. You know when you go and watch a band and you go like, fucking hell, that's Michael Stipe. Or fucking how yeah. that's Eddie Vedder, or fucking how that's James Hetfield, or fucking do you know what I mean? Whoever it is, and you feel like you're watching an actual band, and you're watching, and that, and, and an artist, someone like you know, like again, I'm not a massive Iron Maiden fan, but I go and watch Iron Maiden, and Bruce Dickinson connects with you. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, connects yeah, with you if you're stood at eighty thousand people at the back. Yeah. Pink did not connect with me at all, but mm. then how could she when she is yeah. stood got mm. ninety five other people stood like literally shoulder to shoulder with her? And at that point, I was like. I know it's just pop music and I know it's just entertainment, but I watched the whole thing and I was like, I don't feel like any of this has got anything to do with actual music. Hmm. None of it. Is it because you felt like you could have got more out of it if well the songs yeah I, I think the songs are good and you watch Pink as a performer and as an artist. Like, you know, I remember seeing Pink do a, uh, an MTV Unplugged set once and it was just her and a guitarist yeah, and I think someone cool. on the cello and you're like she is sort of she has got a magnetism about her and she has got a really brilliant voice and the thing is obviously it wasn't just Pink I'm picking Pink because Pink was the only person there who I think is actually good do you know what I mean like <laughs> everyone else the, uh, the 1975 who we've spoken about on the show before um, won Best Band and won Best Album and out of everything that was nominated I think they probably they probably deserve to. They came out and gave an unbelievably pretentious um, speech, came across really badly, and then did a pretty bizarre um, stage show where, again, I didn't really feel like I was watching a band. Mm. And it was just the point where the whole night... I mean, obviously, when you're watching Georgia Smith or you're watching Calvin Harris, you're not going to feel like you're watching, quote-unquote, a band. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I don't... That, to me, has got... They've got no artistic integrity or they've got nothing good about them at all but the, the way people react to it i mean i was talking to a guy afterwards and he was talking to uh, to me about georgia smith like she was fucking lou reed or something and i was like my god people actually really 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 love this mm. and in a time when they go like oh, rock music's boring and it's dead and it's then it's all this stuff i was like i i don't know what you're talking about like i don't know what you're talking about that you think that this it to me it represented hardware it was all about hardware when people talk about oh you know hip-hop's done this it's done that it's hardware you're talking about how things are created you're fucking steve jobs you're not you know you're not david bowie you're yeah, bill gates interesting do you think you said right at the beginning of that that um uh you were amazed at how much people liked it do you think that people like that sort of music in with the same passion that I was talking someone. to a guy who really did who was talking to me about Georgia Smith and it was going like she saved my life and all this kind of stuff and was doing the same sort of thing that pe- you'd hear people going on about like Corn. Kurt Cobain and stuff do you know what I mean and I was yeah. like I was like well she can sing <laughs> she can sing yeah. like there's no getting away from it but it's, it doesn't feel like I think for a lot of pop artists and this is a massive generalization from someone who listens to a lot of pop and hip-hop and stuff like that but it doesn't feel like a lot of artists live it in the same way that rock bands do mm. where they get in a van and they just go out and fucking live with these songs for years and have to kind of put up with all that bullshit i, I think people have the impression that pop artists have 
not earned the kind of mm. recognition and praise that bands tend to. It's just a lack of respect. I, I, to me, it felt like a massive <laughs> lack of respect for a craft. Yeah, and and it's like today I read something like I read something in the Guardian today, which I thought was abhorrent actually about um <laughs> young comedians going on about bill hicks going out oh, bill hicks was sexist and all this shit where you like take someone from the past and you know and you hold them up to today's standards to today's even though they've been yeah. dead for 25 years yeah. which is really quite a cowardly thing to do but um i think you can you could acknowledge that someone's like opinions were like problematic back then but you can't have a go at them for it because it's like well what are you well, gonna do well the thing is the, the like they can do that if they want it's ah. fucking stupid but you can do that if you want but my takeaway from it there was a comedian who said well the thing is these days you know bill hicks was thought of as a troubadour and a and a, a shaman and an artist and a, a preacher whereas comedians aren't thought like that anymore most people i know get their their funny kicks from instagram and you think, well, if yeah. that's if that's the, the amount of respect you have for the craft of, of stand-up comedy, and you are a stand-up comedian, if that if that yeah, trans yeah. if that that's then that's depressing. that's appalling. And if that translates over to music in in kind of mainstream, more mainstream music, which you know, I get the feeling that it probably does, where you are a t-shirt salesman and an you know an Instagrammer or a vlogger first, and you also have songs that get played in the background at Love Island, then that's to me, that is that they, this either has to go away, and I'm not saying it has to be guitar music. Like people going like, oh, you know, listen to the fucking nearly forty year old dude going, bring back Pink Floyd. Like I'm not saying that if it's not guitar music, it doesn't have to be guitar music. I mean, we spoke about um, Ocean Wisdom, like mm-hmm. as a, as a hip hop, who's the first hip hop artist I've heard in a really really long time. Where I was like, I could totally get behind that. Mm-hmm. I could totally get behind that in the mainstream, and you know, I think there's loads of things that aren't kind of someone like if i look at chelsea wolf and i just go mm. you could I mean, particularly on abyss which is all kind of electronic mm. like you think well you could get behind this but when you saw like apex twin getting nominated for best male solo arts you go what's the point of even nominating him mm. what is the point of putting apex twin in amongst th- this george ezra and all the other stuff well, that feels is in tokenistic, doesn't yeah it? and yeah. It, it's almost like that the, these two things just they just cannot coexist in any way whatsoever. And it's pretty frightening because I don't really see a way back at this point. A few mm-hmm. years ago when there were a lot of good bands coming out and I was like, maybe Creeper will do it, maybe Milk Teeth will do it. You know what I mean? Like maybe there'll be like a, a new rift of bands, like maybe Code Orange can really break down some barriers and stuff. And it's not really happened. And I'm getting to the point now that even though music where we sit and look at is we come in every week and go, this is fucking great. I just don't see how any of those bands can ever penetrate people who just are not interested in the craft or the art of actual music. And I I honestly, I fear, I have big fears. Brady, you're young. (laughs) Um, As someone, so we talk about, you know, because me and uh, Steve are in our 30s, we talk about sort of the younger generation quite a lot in terms of like, why aren't they into rock music? So we thought we'd get one of them in (laughs) to see what they reckon. (laughs) You're a good um, 10 to 15 years younger than us. Yeah. So um, inside a perspective, you know, obviously you're into rock music. As well as a bunch, I mean, you're into a huge range of stuff. Yeah. You know, I shared the van with you guys last week, and there was a lot of different stuff being played. Yeah. But like, do you do you is is rock really uncool? What is it? What is it? What do you think? Uh, it is? I just 
think that music so i have grown up being able to listen to any song ever essentially for free yeah and not realizing how lucky i am to have that or appreciating the fact that so um i would just go in and um very legally download albums while i was at school and um just all those legal sites that everyone used to to download music legally i'd go and do that and i'd fill my up with music and i you know it helped me get into a lot of stuff but until i started playing in a band and and getting more into the scene of like live music i didn't appreciate just how much effort goes into it and mm. and, and now i i feel like i have a lot more of an appreciation for kind of music whether that be rock whether it be kind of whatever mm. i think that me and my small group of friends and then the wider music scene that my band finds itself in is so far removed from the rest of our generation in that mm. we get people so i used to work in a hi-fi store as well yep. until very recently so i would get people coming in that are used to buying music they love you know records and they, they like cds and, and and they want the physical experience of sitting down and listening to music which yeah. i enjoy and, and the rest of you know my, my friends enjoy what i'd also get were younger people going in and going i just want a box that will put out some music i don't really care about the quality i don't really care I just, as long as it's cheap because there's no value put on the music because mm. it's free because you you pay a tenner a month for spotify which just disappears into your outgoings mm. and music's free yeah all music is free so it, it is were those were those your two main uh, customers effectively yeah if you could yeah, put, essentially yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, and and it's it is scary and I, I i don't think i would be if i didn't have access to free music i've never had the money to buy the amount of music that i listen to yeah. and even now i can't I, I buy music when i can but i can't afford to buy everything that i listen right, to yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you guys well know like you listen to more music than most people i'm, I'm assuming so yeah it, there's this weird generation where we're stuck with people that aren't as as invested in getting behind music because they haven't had to physically invest in it as in put money out of their pocket to have an album and sit with it for a month while they wait for, and you know, to get enough money for another album. Mm. It, it, music is becoming this commodity that is, I've got well deep on this. No, uh, no, that's cool. That is, that is just so easily picked up and discarded. And, and with pop music, you know, I get, I used to get looks at, at work for just buying CDs, which was mental, but, <laughs> but for listening to a record like, hot fuss even which is a I rock i think it's hot fuzz yeah i've heard that it's it's essentially an indie record which is guitar music but it is for all intents and purposes poppy the killers for me occupy a pop area they were certainly yeah. big and people would yeah. be like what are you listening to that for it's well old i'm mm. like yeah but I just because like it. it's old yeah yeah oh because, man that depresses me so much yeah. that's what 2004 yeah, yeah. But again, it's fifteen years ago now. The, the That'd be the equivalent of us listening to. Well, I mean, to be fair, I used to listen to Motorhead when I was at school in nineteen ninety six. I listened to Motorhead and you know London Calling and stuff. So I, I mean, I, I would assume I always see that's it. I always assumed that people had a similar sort of attitude. Like when thing. I was a kid, my like when I was sort of sixteen in nineteen ninety six, and it was kind of just after Kurt Cobain died and everything. Or ninety five, you know, my the albums I listened to the most were. The Unforgettable Fire and War by U2, mm. never mind the bollocks. Um, and 
the the story of the clash like yeah. they were the, probably my like my favorite albums at that yeah. point so it's when like the, you know my dad got me the, like the greatest hits of the jam yeah and i didn't go well i'm not listening to that because it's old and like getting you know my mate would lend me no stick to hammersmith on tape or something and it'd be like oh this is fucking amazing and it wouldn't be like so i just assumed that people were like that still do you know what i mean if it's good it's good i think there are obviously still gonna be people like that but i i've only recently in, in the same sort of vein like i got into metal through bands like books my valentine and trivium and enter shikari and that what was at the time modern metalcore to me mm. and then found it much harder to go back and listen to early metallica because sound wise it, it didn't sound as good That's obviously you're talking purely from a production yeah, point of view production yeah. point well mate even it, even <laughs> as someone who got into metallica from the from like the bl- the load and the black album mm. i didn't want to listen it took me a while to be able to listen to master yeah. of puppets and mm. uh mm. ride the lightning and particularly kill them all as well like mm. early on uh, so yeah but, i get it like, but we're lucky that we're in a genre where people will make the effort to go mm. back and listen to yeah that's true yeah, that's whereas the thing pop music like as soon as it starts to sound dated people are like right that's it it's relegated to wedding playlists yeah Yeah. i mean again that guy who won tom walker he's got one hit and it was something that got played on love island so i believe Mm. right and he's the best breakthrough artist so you believe you watch it religiously i fuck that i'm not watching that shit anyway that was the brits it was rubbish uh let's do trade-off now we had a funny one last week we didn't really sort this out properly so we're gonna do um your one Re- brady gave us an album each he gave you oh, dead frequency no, by desire for fire no point in just me doing it is there no, no. okay yeah maybe yeah. Mm, unless mm. just talk about it you can talk about an album can't you yeah, it's not as simple as that steve not, oh no you've is it not you've really fucked no, it mate. you've really fucked it it's why uh, do you want to explain Brady? Yeah, so um, <coughs> I used to be in a band called Dead Frequency. Yeah. And it was pop punk. Right. And uh, we were hoping to get your very honest opinion of it right. before finding out that I was in it. Oh, uh, right. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've not listened to it. <laughs> I've not listened to it, but I don't like it. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, and I, I'd come up with a bunch of uh, fake, fake sort of critique being like, you know, I think this is really good. And we were going to try and fool you into thinking like, what, what the hell? Why do you think it's good? It's, I mean, good? it's good actually that, that I've, you know, because you sent me um, Foxy's Shazam and yeah. I listened to that thinking, oh, well, that's my album that you wanted me to listen to. And I didn't listen to Dead Frequency because I didn't get sent it. And I'm quite glad I didn't now because this podcast is not to be used for <laughs> pranks, right? You're not Ashton Kutcher, yeah? And you're not Jeremy Beadle, right? So no more pranks. I think you'll find I have the hand of Jeremy Beadle, <laughs> yeah. ladies. But on the other hand, uh, <laughs> um, that's a Jeremy Reader joke for. What, uh, <laughs> yeah, what did you reckon to Foxy Shazam? Mate, I fucking loved it. Yes, I oh. love this album. It's oh, fucking cool. brilliant. Great, it's isn't it? It's so great. Had I you mean, heard of them ev- before? I, I'd heard the name, um, and uh, Justin Hawkins from Darkness produced this, right? He did yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he co-wrote yeah. it. Wow, well, I can kind of tell. A lot of people, I, so I played it at work, and some people were going, this is a joke, right, isn't it? This is a joke. And I was like, well, isn't rock music kind of a joke? Do you know what I mean? Isn't, is Queen a joke? Are ACDC a joke? Mm. A little bit, yeah. But, yeah. like, it's fun, isn't it? It's just fun. Yeah. And I don't like people who don't like kind of rock music that is amped up, ludicrous fun. Like, mm. this, to me, is, like, meatloaf playing ACDC. It's, it's, wow. It's fucking great. And it, with horns and stuff, like on the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's like oh, cool. horns and stuff. Oh, they, and they, like, no, it's not all just, they've got a trumpet player. Like, yeah. he's in the band. Cool. Yeah. Like, cool. It, it is, it's, it's, so I, I, um, 
I've been the Darkness were the first band I ever saw live, and I've seen them thirteen times, and I wow. fucking love the Darkness. Holy shit, so that's new. Um, yeah. It's not, no. but um, do you just like cat suits? Yeah, it's mainly the fashion. I've never listened yeah. to an album, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm actually wearing a leotard underneath my clothing. Yeah, right you now. don't need to tell um, us. Oh, you'll find out. And uh, I this is so flirting. I went, in the 20, it is a little bit it's in nice. 2019. It's nice. yeah. Very, yeah. very progressive. Go on. Um, I went to see the Darkness on their reunion uh, shows in like 2013, and Foxy Shazam were the main support and I knew nothing about them and they came out and it was like the biggest rock show without production ever yeah like the singer was doing backflips and like smoked a whole cigarette and then ate it like live like fucking insanity he ate the lit cigarette ate a lit cigarette like just what a dude yeah just mental batshit rock and roll stuff and uh like the keyboard player like surfing on the one of them's back like playing keyboard it was it was like silly but it was like proper rock silly and not just comedy silly um and that yeah they were fantastic and they've got their records so a mental progression from really experimental really heavy nonsense through to queen-esque rock and then this record church of rock and roll which is a little bit more serious on the older is it fucking hell yeah the last, <laughs> the last one is super pomp whereas this right. one's a bit more of a rock edge yeah and then they did a record after it which was crap like right. live one take indie it was terrible and then they split up um, wow but yeah uh, it's got and now i always thought the best false ending to a song ever <laughs> was um duke lion fights the terror uh, Big Dumb Face, um, oh, Duke, the song Duke Lion, that's an uh, he's got a great false ending. But Holy Touch on this album has <laughs> the best false ending I've yeah. ever heard in a song in my entire life. It is just, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, so I'm not actually going to tell you what it is. But the song is called Holy Touch um, from the album um, Church Rock and Roll by Foxy Shazam. Just listen to that song. Even if you can't be bothered to listen to the whole thing, you just want to skip to about 20, 30 seconds before the end. The the single best false ending to a song oh. ever, isn't it? Uh, yeah, oh, like, easily. It's so great. It also has one of the most insane vocal feats I've ever heard on record on it. Just that that note in the middle in the quiet bit. Yeah, it is. It's obscene. Yeah, Eric Nally, who has since gone on to be a solo artist and was like on SNL and stuff. Like he's he's quite a big deal in America. But um, yeah, just just for me, this is one of those records that not a lot of people that I hang out with are into this kind of <laughs> no, stuff. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I think it's fantastic. This, the one before it, and the record before it that. It seems to be quite awesome. hard to get hold of, though, it's as well. Spotify it's not on Spotify. I own a physical CD. <laughs> oh, this one. Nice, um, I might yeah, buy this. It, it is On vinyl. Uh, I've tried is it to find lo- the vinyl. Oh, okay. to get one. You should get it on mini disc. Yeah, because that's, that's when you really like a record. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, uh, <laughs> is it Last Chance at Love that just sounds like, hit me with your best shot? Yeah. It is just hit me with your best shot by uh, Heart. Is that by yeah. Heart? Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is really good. I mean, if you just want, if you want the darkness, it's basically a more. 70 i think the darkness kind of were sort of 70s hard rock where this is almost like 70s glam crossed with james brown with like meatloaf and it's really good it's mental but it's very very interesting and this is the sort of thing like i'm talking about if you can imagine a world where you go just big bombastic cool sounding things they could have been massive this would be the sort of thing, eating cigarettes at the Brits. 
You'd love that, wouldn't you? <laughs> T-shirt, cannons, custard yeah. pies, all that. Backflips, <laughs> I imagine. I don't Dave know. Dave Benson Phillips fronting yeah. the band. <laughs> yeah, 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 fine. But anyway, yeah, I really like that, mate. Very, very good. Um, that was Foxy Shazam, Church of Rock and Roll. But we, we hadn't given, told everyone what we were given Brady. And during the week, we gave Brady an album. We gave Brady Anima by the greatest band collectively between me and Renfrew Believe. And yeah. it's funny, I think they're, they're my favourite band individually. They're very up. They're definitely in my top five, probably top right. three. Right. Actually, honest. they're my... U2 are my favourite band now, I've decided. They're back, they're back to number one. <laughs> You're just so, trolling I thought you made U2, as in <laughs> <Yeah>. Renfrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we are U2 a two are my favourite band. band. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dead Man Conjuring. Yeah, that's what they're called. <laughs> That's what they're called. called. Yeah. I'm not trolling. You two are my favourite band now. Not Tool. They've been ousted. But anyway, Tool are collectively the best, the right act's favourite band, I would say. Yeah, I would say that's fair. Yeah. Um, and you, Brady, have never heard Tool, ever. Not until, until last week, no. What was your excuse, Brady? Uh, I just hadn't listened to Tool. I thought, not excuse, your, I, thought, I thought your excuse was, they're not on Spotify. They're also not on Spotify. I know, so I went after we did that bloody mess of a quiz. <laughs> I, uh, and I, Fuck off, I people got, like that. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, you should hear the bits they cut. Um, after Libelous. I got, after <laughs> I got um, yelled at for having never listened to all, I went, you know what? I'll bloody give Tool a go. And uh, I went on Spotify and <laughs> I was like, it's not yeah. on Spotify, therefore it doesn't exist. Taller of a work of fiction. <laughs> Too good to be on Spotify. I went on to buy it, and I, it was like £13 an album. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't got any money, I'm poor. So I thought I'd wait until Riot Act told me to listen to it. <laughs> £13 <laughs> an album? That's yeah. on CD? Yeah, CD. All right, okay. Yeah. So I spent about £100 on Lateralis on vinyl. Yeah, oh, that's a bloody bargain. Well, I would... I, Donated, would happily donate an extra £100. Is that the Pixel like version ripped, of yeah. that? Oh, yeah. So, Man, what's nice. what yeah. my favourite thing about all of this so far is the way Renfrey told me what record I was getting. Yeah. Because he said, <laughs> We've now collectively decided we want you to do, is it Enema? Yeah. 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 Enema by Tool. Steve threw a fit. No. And it's true. exact <laughs> words. Don't waste lateralis on him. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm true. not going to have you come in here and just go, well, I don't know. I listened to it once in the van and then try and talk about it. And us go, well, we've done lateralis now, haven't we? Lateralis has been done. Like, why? Why would we waste? And I even feel like this is what I, I want to give you Undertow, yeah, which is a great record. And I actually think you would have liked Undertow. Mm. Um, maybe not the most, but I think it would be the one that you could put on and you could go, oh, okay, I see. We we basically came to a a uh, so Enema is basically the well it is, it is the, the midway point, the midway yeah. point in 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 every respect and that is the second record whereas Undertow is the first and Lateralis is the third but like my feeling with giving you Undertow was whilst it is a great record it's not mm. tall fully formed mm. as they are now yeah um and uh i want you to like this band quite simply and and i don't think you'd listen to undertone and go oh i don't like it but i want to give you as good an opportunity as mm. good a chance as possible i suppose so go on so i was two when this album was released 
Oh, fuck it then. Fucking hell. Um, so that's like... Do you remember Euro 96? What were you doing in, when England uh, lost to Germany on penalties? Himself, I, I, was, June. I was two. You were two? Yeah. Did you watch was, it? Did you watch remember Gareth Southgate? Maybe. Were you upset, were you? I, yeah, I was Don't I'd you remember Euro 96? Fair, You're an I'd, idiot. I probably cried. Coward. Yeah. I yeah, cried. What a coward. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, stupid baby. <laughs> yeah. We were, my, my we were in a gig on Friday and she said by the long pigs came on and I went to Brady. Oh, she said by the long pigs and I might have just said something in Arabic to him. He had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, you don't remember the long pigs? This came out in 1995 when you were one. <laughs> what kind of parents did you have? Yeah. Who doesn't play a one-year-old with long yeah. pigs? Well... <laughs> There we go. And and so my experience of, of Tool before this were loads of nerdy guitar players going, oh, you need to listen to Tool, and me going, no, go away, have a wash. So what was your impression of them that they were super uber technical? I th- well, I thought they were going to be, and especially when I saw the album length, it was like an hour and a quarter, and I was like, oh, come on. I thought it was going to be really <laughs> long, wanky, like self-absorbed, boring meandering nonsense is legitimately what i thought okay. and it absolutely wasn't um i've listened to this album three and a half times mm. and only sent it to you uh, uh, recording two or three days ago didn't i mm, so yeah, yeah okay um, that's not I bad actually pretty good actually really quite like it uh, what the main thing that struck me is a lot of bands that i do like i've seen them quote tall as an influence yeah and me going Oh yeah, no, I see that now. I mm-hmm. see where like there were there were parts in in um, I can't remember the exact song, but I was like, oh, that sounds like a Deftones chorus. Oh, there we go. <laughs> like yeah, cool. and and a lot of the drumming um, reminded me of Brown from Mastodon, mm-hmm. and yeah. there were. Uh, don't know, do you guys know the band Mammal, uh, Australian rock band? I know the name. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't I'm know. Quite a big fan of them, um, and there were loads of aspects of the drumming that. To me, I associate with Mammal, um, which actually, no, they're tall. Um, it was it was interesting. It held my attention better than any album I've listened to in the last good while. That there was always something, something new coming through. Even if they had, they do a lot of this kind of chugged... Uh, like palm muted riff bit mm. over a clean section with like muted vocals in the background. Mm. Even when I was like, oh, they're doing that again, it morphed into something else or it was a new idea. So I feel like I've been quite hesitant about it, but I did. I, I, the, my first impression was, oh, this is okay. But the more I listen to it, I'm like, those choruses are fantastic. Yeah. And here's That's three listens in. You wait until you get 10, 20. Yeah. Or in our case, kind of 600 listeners. A few, a few hundred, His, few his voice yeah. is really understated the first time. It's not one of those, for me, where I went, like Eric Nally, where you go, fucking hell. Like, he just comes out and he, like, belts it and he's like, here he is. This is a lot more creeping, I think, in that uh, there was nothing about it that made me go, fucking hell, he's got an amazing voice. But I keep going back to it and... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's... <laughs> I've written here, choruses are decent too. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, just, just it's obviously very ahead of its time. Uh, the, the main thing that I feel that's... Well, it's 24 years old. 25 years 23. old? 23 years 23 years old. 23 years old. Yeah, which is mental. Mm. Um, and uh, there's so yeah, it's much for me of, as well, mate. Don't worry. There's so <laughs> much really. of 
bands that I love that I hear in this. So obviously I have a, a huge amount of respect for them. Um, I, I spoke to a few friends about this as well. So people like Dan from Kundra who doesn't really like it and he was like oh, that's fine nick from pine reckon and I- dan also said that dosa james my fucked up was <laughs> loads of shit punk songs i'm not having that <laughs> <laughs> dan see me after school man i think steve was like compared to that you don't eat your band doesn't even sound like music <laughs> it just sounds like a doorknob <laughs> true um yeah, uh, but but I was yeah, pretty so, angry about that. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was livid. He had a few, um, and uh, we yeah. So I I'm also still in this kind of I've heard elements of this done with more modern production for a lot of my life without having listened to this. So people like Deftones and Mastodon, and there are a few other kind of like of those not heritage bands, but like the older generation of modern bands. So not tall, but not someone new. Code Orange. Yeah, not tall, but not Code Orange. Those kind of almost festival headliner, like Corn. They usually play Brixton Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brixton bands. Um, I hear a lot of that, and these are bands that I've lived with for years and, and spent years getting into. So I think if I had heard Tool first, I'd have been way more into it than I am mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it might be worth going in terms of production once you hear 10,000 days. Because mm. that's well, I've um, kind of a sweet spot in it. I've I've got a couple more tool records. I had, I, I, lent me some. I to, had a uh, little yeah, a, a little indication as to how this would go because earlier earlier today on the day we're recording, Brady sent me a message being like, "Can you send me a couple more tool records, please?" Well, I've got many many <laughs> hours of driving in America, and I want to listen to some stuff. Yeah, so, look, yeah, like, actually, I can't think of a better time to get in the t- into the tool discography. Actually, yeah. so yeah, so I can, yeah. I, I yeah. can listen to that on repeat five times and still be halfway there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, were yeah, there any I, particular I was, songs that stood out? Um, H mm. uh, and uh, the last track, uh, Third, Third Eye. Third Eye mm. is it's your yeah. favourite track, isn't it? It's Steve? really fucking heavy. <sighs> is it? I don't know. Change it. I, if you want today, probably Eulogy today. Oh, Eulogy's wonderful. Eulogy's track two is really good. Yeah. Um, uh, you like push it, don't you? My favourite tracks push it. I mean, I I love the progression on that. Oh, how chilled it is, um, mm. mate! There is a there is a um, sort of live album, sort of B sides album. It was never really clear exactly what <laughs> yeah. it was. Classic tool. There's this record called Salivial. Uh, I'm guessing I I'm pronouncing. Bet you correctly. nailed the pronunciation. <laughs> oh, uh, um, I've given up on you, to be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said to me at New Year's when I was in a puddle of my own puke. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, what I said to you at Complexity. <laughs> yeah. Running theme here. Yeah. Um, uh, Salvial has incredible live versions of both Third Eye, actually, mm. but the live album, uh, live version of Push It on that record is. Um, they just totally reimagine the song and it is fucking amazing. Yes. I think when I'm being contentious, I say that that version of Push It's my favourite tool song. Mm. <laughs> Which I think it is great. It is a contender. Bloody hell. It is fucking good though. I, uh, 
I'll send yeah, you that if I you're good. I thought it was really interesting. Um, he says fuck a lot, and I quite Does like that. He says yeah. fuck a lot in uh, the title song, a lot, which yeah. is about the um, California being flooded, basically. Oh, the whole right. world going yeah. into, the, uh, into the ocean. Yeah, but it's just... Well, you know what I think. You know what he thinks. And it's nice well, to know what you think now, yeah, mate. So there you yeah, go. No, pleasantly Just, surprised. Uh, th- I have one question. Yeah, I, I'm what? sort of surprised you haven't brought up the what some people would call the interludes. Some uh, oh, the intermission that was genius. Oh, the intermission is mm. brilliant. That made me laugh. But the um, um, oh, and the fact that it is Jimmy is the, the next song. That's yeah, exactly yeah, the same yeah, riff. Yeah, that riff. Genius. Yeah, I did. I, I did really enjoy that. Are we going to talk about the German thing? Because everyone's yeah, like, you, oh, it's oh, well d- quirky. That's the kind of like thing that actually annoys me. About well, you got Gang. annoyed about it, and then I told you what it was. You said well, you listened to it once when I spoke to you on Friday, and yeah. I was like, oh, you got you got a tool to listen to. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I don't know that German bollocks. And I was like, that's a recipe for birthday cake. It's brilliant yeah. satire. Well, it's a recipe yeah. for Satan's balls. I thought, See, it, was, I thought it was cake. Three different things now. It's um, something. I thought it was some sort of. I think D. D. I mean, neither of us are German speakers, obviously, but but I thought D. von Satan is. I think the yeah. balls of Satan. That is yeah, but the actual recipe is oh, like right, a right, cake. Right, right, right. right. Uh, cake without eggs. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. It is a recipe. Yeah. It's def- most definitely a recipe. We can definitely. But yeah. Really like uh, I, my initial thought was, I'm listening to a rally, and this is like bloody hell. This is like really intense. So yeah. I get what they were going for. Well, that's the comedy just, of it, I, isn't yeah. it? Because it sounds like a really Nuremberg like, rally, and really, I don't like comedy in in um, in serious music. Yeah, but that's, that's so dark issue. that it's not like comedy. Like oh yeah. Going, oh hello. Like, <laughs> yeah. My name's Maynard. Oh. <laughs> Boing! Do you know what I mean? Like it's not comedy, <laughs> not comedy, yeah. comedy. It's just like they're not tenacious. I, I, I would be fine. I liked. I, I like hearing it for the spectacle, but it's not something that I need to hear every time I listen to the album. Now for me, I, I can see that. Yeah. I understand that. I, I, the only reason I ask about the interludes is because whenever I hear people criticise tour, it, it, they, they only Push think on the, cliff. The, <laughs> the only thing they seem to be able to talk about is the interludes mm. like uh, when you when you actually ask about the music they're like well, no the music's fine but it's the the interludes really bug the, me i'm like God, if you're gonna focus fine. on that my my yeah my only issue was that it, it it on three or four listens in it can be a little repetitive yeah but uh what what the album as a whole or the interludes uh no no the album as a whole um <laughs> like with certain musical ideas but the more I listen to it, the more I'm going, oh no, that's that bit, that's that bit. Yeah. So I th- it is like someone said to me recently, like the best albums are the ones that you don't get first time, the ones that you Absolutely. sit with mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. for months and, and I said that to you, love. Right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I can see myself going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll come back on in a year's time and tell you about the other Tool albums. Amazing. <laughs> All right, good. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. So that's Tool. Um, mm, best band of Good. The world. <laughs> what are you going to give me next week, Renfrey? Because just to remind people, like I spunked it last week, I'm giving you Spirit of Eden by Talk Talk. Talk that will be they? very, very exciting. Yep. 1992, are... they got nominated for a Brit. So this is the sort of thing. 1992, Talk Talk, nominated for a Brit. Bonk. Mentors, for best band. I wasn't born then. Yeah, all right. Well, you didn't, no one asked you, did they? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm giving you Divers by Joanna Newsom. Oh, cool. Oh, Dan loves her. Good. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Huge fan. Joanna Newsom's fucking... Well, I don't want to give it away. But it's right. fucking I've great. I've pretty much given it away with the old talk talk thing, haven't I? Anyway, yeah, so that'll be next week. I'm going to get Joanna Newsome and we'll be doing the classic Spirit of Eden. I'm looking forward to talking to you about that. Yeah. Have you listened to it yet? 
No, no, no. Right, okay, good. Um, right, let's do uh, some reviews before we bloody get out of here. Uh, we're going to kick it off. You're at home. No, I'm going to kick you out, though. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Partridge is on. The new Alan Partridge is on in just fact fans in two hours, just under two hours. He's so really you excited have to about go Alan soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited about Alan Partridge. Um, while She Sleeps I have a new album out. It's their fourth album. It's called So What? So fucking what? <laughs> Don't not not, not that, that. No, that uh, it's the brutal. fourth <laughs> album by the Sheffield metalcore pioneers. Where's the core? Where's the core in While She Sleeps? Well, <laughs> I can. I think there is plenty of core in While She Sleeps. Actually, as in core blimey, ears <laughs> as in core blimey, ears and riffs. I <laughs> know. Uh, I think there is. There is clearly a large punk rock influence in While She Sleeps music. I know, hundred percent. I think it always has been, yep. and I think um, even now, even though they are very, very different band to the band you heard on North Stands for Nothing, Stands for Nothing, um, there is still uh, an element of punk rock that pervades their music, and Absolutely. definitely an element of kind of modern metal. Now, I AB'd this just to pick up on that point. I AB'd this with um, not the EP, but um, this is the six, and. Yep. I think while she sleeps have been changing so incrementally, I hadn't really noticed mm-hmm. quite how much they, they they do almost sound like a different band. They do, now. yeah. I mean, like, this is the thing. So I was gonna before I bring Brady in, uh, who this is part of your generation of bands and stuff. Yeah, like, me. Whereas Renfrey <laughs> has been very very um, sort of vocal on mm. your dislike of modern metalcore yeah. over the years. I was going to say, I think if there is going to be one one band, maybe, or one album, one band, that maybe you would turn around and go, well, do you know what? Fair enough. While She Sleeps have ideas, at least. Ambition, at least. This has got to be, possibly, the album. Am I close? Are you, you're, you're, you want I'm, I'm asking you, yeah. Um, you are pretty dead on, actually, yeah. Right. Um, I don't think... Um, there are things that I really like about this record and there are things that I'm very meh and to be honest there's some things which I don't think work at all however in terms of ideas and experimentation and this thing that I talk about like of like modern metalcore seems to be a very narrow field blah blah Mm -hmm. blah fair play while she sleeps are doing quite a lot to try and break out of that Mm. um i will say that i i and like i said i don't think it's always successful i think sometimes it's really good i do actually remember um we uh anti-social was the first single right yeah it was yeah and we did a brief kind of like what do you think of it i remember at the time being like that's okay and uh it's that song's grown on me quite a bit actually that's actually a pretty pretty decent song this song Mm -hmm. starts the album yeah so sure i fucking hate hated that on first listen really I have you have you changed your mind absolute now absolute garbage um i was yeah. very i was very ho-hum on it the first time i heard yeah. it but i'm kind of i think it's pretty good now i just thought oh. it was like oh it's very like very cool and modern and you've put all the electronics in like well done but actually in context of the record even though it it's makes the first mm, song, it makes a lot it, more sense it does it kind of sets you up for what the record's gonna be and yeah my initial thoughts on it were <sighs> But actually, the more I listen to it, <laughs> um, I've, I've got I've got quite into it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Are you a, are you a Watch Your Sleeps fan? Would you say? Are you a fan they of theirs? Were the one band I liked all the bands around them, but I didn't really like them that much. I, I didn't mind the EP, and I kind of liked the first record. And then Brainwashed uh, came out, and I really Washed just over didn't you? like it that way. Really? 
didn't like it at all and just stopped listening to him since then. And then I AB'd this with Brainwashed. And actually, I went, quite like a bit of Brainwashed. <laughs> brainwashed. <laughs> brainwashed, for, like, for, for me, to kind of bring myself in here, for me, I like all, all the While She Sleeps records. Mm. And I particularly, I think, I still think Brainwashed is the, the high point for that band mm-hmm. with my t- like kind of in I guess working in tandem with my own personal palette mm-hmm. if you like mm-hmm. I wasn't massive on This Is A Six even when This Is A Six came out I didn't oh, think really? it was brilliant it's only when I went back and listened to it probably about a year two years after it came out when I was like actually this is very good mm-hmm. and I think it's very good um, This Is A Six is probably my favourite right okay so 2015 when Brainwash came out was when we were like working on a lot of the Kundra stuff and getting well into... That was me starting to get working into bands on like... Vertical Line stuff then, I'm assuming. That's the one. Yeah. Um, getting into bands like Gajira and Anthropocalypse and like just really exploring that side of things. And that was me moving away from metalcore, essentially, as a modern metalcore, as a as a fan. So like the, it just came out at the wrong time for me, whereas now I've kind of gone full circle and into everything. So records that passed me over like brainwash then going back to it now it was like actually this is pretty decent and i was just a bit of an elitist prick mm-hmm. um Still so like. yeah oh yeah a little bit um <laughs> but yeah this record's interesting The of all of these types of albums the record it reminds me of the most is um the here and now by architects which oh, really? i really like uh but that's i feel like bit that's i can kind of see there's, what you're saying there's a lot of similar kind of approaches to the songwriting in in some of the choruses um and i love damo like a lot more than you two yep. did um, the new bring me record yep. yeah i feel like this is if ammo was a metalcore band really leaning into the popular influences this is a metalcore band with those influences, still trying to lean into the metal, yeah, and just kind of bringing it in a little bit more organically. Well, I'd I, agree exactly, that. and I think I think that's why I think personally, I, I mean, I don't mind that Bring Me record, but I think this is more successful than the Bring Me record because, whilst it is very experimental and uh, you know it doesn't all work for me, it does feel cohesive. Just about, I mean, it mm. almost loses it at points especially towards the end where it's like you sound like a totally different band now but mm. it's cohesive enough for me mm. to, to sound like a record like we accused bring me yeah bring me album like, sounding like a playlist definitely yeah an and this doesn't yeah no this do, it does sound like an album yeah mm. yeah, yeah definitely mm. um and i think the bring me's um comparison is also pertinent because uh let's face it while she sleeps have been listening to bring me right like just yeah. in terms of some of the ideas that yeah. are coming in and yeah. like some of the yeah for sure yeah, yeah, yeah i think you know, as well like yeah they're from, all they're from oh, sheffield they, all they came sheffield. from the, yeah, they came yeah, yeah. from the same scene i think it's you know it's not it wouldn't be an insult to say that you know they've taken inspiration from what bring me have done and probably what architects have done as well and even That's probably a bit of what parkway have done as well i think That's, you know obviously they've gone a bit yeah. different down mm-hmm. a different road to where parkway have gone they've gone more it's it feels like the british bands have decided to lean much harder on modern pop stroke electronic mm. influences yeah. and mm. grime influences where Parkway have lent on yeah. classic metal mm. and kind of dark singer songwriter stuff. So yeah. there was an article in the last week that I saw. I didn't read it, just read the headline, obviously. Yeah, sure. And it said, um, Ollie Sykes has said, we are a year ahead of what any other band is doing within our 
area, our field. And I am inclined to agree because I think in a couple of albums' time, Sleeps and Architects will sound a hell of a lot more like Bring Me Do Now than do you? who will go off and do something else. I'm not sure about that. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either. I have to. I have to say it's an interesting I'm not theory. They will sound like them, but I think they will very gradually take that more. Especially Sleeps will take that more pop influence route. Like my favorite track on the album was. Um, called good grief which has that mm-hmm. kind of like po- like poppy almost like ed sheeran lick over the uh, oh what the uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah that yeah i mean that's genuinely surprising yeah. i love it um but uh, things like that i can see becoming more prominent and them going i'd love for them to turn around and put out a straight up hardcore record but I, and, and uh, like me saying, I can see them going in this way. It sounds negative, but I think it's cool. I don't think anyone has done it perfectly yet. In the way that you listen to a cohesive rock album, where it is four guys playing their instruments in a room, all girls. That was very um, assumption, uh, assumptive of me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was oh, it's very okay. misogynist. Four people in a room playing their instruments and you get that cohesiveness track to track. The first band to do that properly with this modern style, I think, will will be the pioneers of where where it's going next. Goes. Yeah, I think that mm, Yes, yeah. fair, but I mean I think what's cool about this is that you know the, the Bring Me album, when we said it was kind of all over the place, uh, you know, it's not that the songs were particularly bad, but it mm. was just that those bits felt like they were um, totally separate from one another. Like yeah. I made this, the, the, the call before, I think, where um, when talking about Dub War and Skindred. So obviously before Skindred was Skindred, they were Dub War, and it felt like here's the reggae bit and then here's the metal bit, where Skindred feels like a rock band with loads of reggae and dub. Mm. influences and all that kind of other stuff all kind of melded in together and i felt like the the bring me album actually as good as it was and there's some really good songs in it when they go sort of rock it still kind of sounds like a radio rock band and when they do the poppy bits that it's kind of full pop but yeah. when you hear like that little like you said that little mm. bit in it's so because the riffs on this record are so heavy and they are, they're fucking, they're, you know, like yeah, yeah, they yeah. write great riffs. Like Matt and Sean from Royalty Seats write some fucking killer riffs. They really like, do. They, they do. And um, when you hear that and then you hear that weird bit underneath it, it is pretty original and disorientating. And, mm. you know, the kind of the, the, the gap between those two things, the, the sort of the, the breadth of how one thing sounds like this and the other things like that sounds so f- far different from it and to try and mold those things together at the same time it's in, quite in, a unique, into a song into a song just as well. to an, into an album yeah. you mean and, yeah, yeah. and it and it you know it really um it really works often i think i think like you know the guilty party is another one that's got guilty like really grown on and, me as well. and that's yeah, got that. you know that's literally got um night crawlers uh push the feeling on you know, that's played on the guitar. No, no, they're playing that on the guitar. I mean, you know, like it's it's almost it's it's the ballsiest like most. It's it's so like if you know what it is, it's so blatant. Yeah, but then it's like, have you ever heard a rock band play something like that? That kind of euphoric thing on the guitar? I haven't. So you were saying about the riffs and stuff. There is a thing with. Again, I'm going to call it modern metalcore, 
um, bands like Architects and Sleeps and uh, Bring Me to an extent, where a lot of the the way they write their riffs, to me they all sound pretty much the same. So they'll use like that kind of boo do digga 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 and it'll be like all up top of the frets kind of like open not palm muted stuff and then a few like open notes in between that it feels like everyone is doing at the minute and I can't wait for one of these bands to go back into writing like proper palm muted like more metal influenced riffs and blending that with this kind of sound I think it will sound so much more original and and just heavier and and but still with that poppy edge I, yeah. I think there there could be a band that will do that and I just find that a lot more interesting than the digga digga riffs <laughs> yeah maybe I mean I just think they uh, like I get what you're saying but I think as well what you've got to remember is because that would sound good but it would mm. also sound a lot heavier yeah do you know what I mean it would sound a lot more metal Make metal and I think palm what, what you <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> what you got to remember is you know like ultimately and I know we've had this conversation about modern metalcore or whatever yeah. before is that you know but while she sleeps and architects and bring me the horizon they're ambitious and they want to get to certain places yeah. you know and you can have part yeah. as well yeah. so they need to be doing you know there does need to be one eye on i i thought you know the last record you are we i thought was a really really great comeback record to make to get them onto radio one mm-hmm. and to get them into like you know places where people would actually pay attention to them a little mm-hmm. bit and they'd sound and they, and they didn't sound you know, they didn't sound like the Amity Affliction or something where it's utterly ballless. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's completely weak and saccharine yeah, yeah, yeah. and boring. Don't mind them. Um, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my girlfriend took me to see them and I was, I, was t- I turned up, I was like, I'll go because you like them, you know, whatever. And I turned up, I was like, oh, gee, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. You're never allowed on again, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't want to come here anyway. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go on back. <laughs> I think... But... I was getting to say the last record's great. Um, this it feels like a similar thing that has experimentally been pushed in further directions. There's actually more to it. I thought the last record was really good. Hmm. I think this has got. I'm not sure if it's got. If it's a better record, I still think Brainwash is the best record. Hmm. Like for me, I still think Brainwash is just a really, really good, interesting kind of riff-heavy modern metal record, mm-hmm. and I think that is what I want I don't I don't mind the extra bits and bobs I don't mind the rap and I don't mind the cellos and I don't mind the extra you know the electronic bits I don't mind all that I've got nothing against it but I really they absolutely hit the sweet spot with with brainwash for me and I think you are we is a really great follow-up to go we've done that now and now we're doing something much mm. more radio friendly so but you, still good you are we is the only one that I've not listened to in fact when I when I went to listen back to their discography for doing research on this I thought Brainwash was the last album. And oh, right. I, I forgot that oh, you really? always think. So what, how how would you guys chart the progression from Brainwash to You Are We to this? Well, You Are We was the changing point, really, wasn't it? That's where they yeah. started. Um, as you've just said it, actually, uh, trying to pay more attention to like how can we get what we do on the radio. And okay. a, li- a little bit more. And, and to, be, to be honest, they have done that they've approached it in a far better way than a lot of bands. Well, in fact, mm. than a band that we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, but they've pro- approached that in, in a far no. better way. <laughs> uh, they've approached that in a far better way than a lot of bands do when they try to like, uh, temper, temper their sound somewhat just so that they can get on there. You just wait for the next Conjurer record. <laughs> Got a Grimes feature. 
Um, that said, the 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 points where they try to shoot for radio a little bit for me, whilst I do believe that they are actually very relatively well done, are probably where they sound least convincing to me. Cheerleader choir cheerleader choir everything um, about the cheerleader choir is, is something i should like but it's it's my least favorite part of the entire record yeah is that the, that's the, the last the track yeah. Yeah. i mean there's yeah. a sort of blood command yeah the blood command well it's marilyn manson and it's faith it's faith it's be aggressive by faith what what they're all the only part that made me actually cringe was the very end of the the first track which like thank fuck for headphones i was like oh Oh, really? I'm not sure I feel about that as a line. It's a bit. That's right. There's a there's a few lyrics well, on it, but it's it's not that. It's there's far worse. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I, I you know I don't I I think musically all of this is quite good. I was going to say if I'm going to pick up on one thing as a kind of criticism, and it is quite a vague criticism. It's only because we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about bands like Venom Prison and um, you know Fucked and Bound and particularly Svalbard as well, and the kind of pinpoint accuracy with which they shoot their. Um, their lyrical, oh, lyrical content. content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I there is this is a bit of a blancmange of ideas. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. there were more cliches thrown in than I think they needed to put mm. in. Yeah, I, I feel like While She Sleeps are a band that have always had something to say and like having their own their own label and the whole DIY ethics of everything. It's like it's so fucking cool and fresh and like bold of them to do that. Yeah, I. I get what they were going for with a lot of the lyrics, but it felt that there was a little bit of filler in there that I don't think Lost needs to do. Like, uh, I think they are a better band than that. Mm. Well, I think, like you said, I, I, I don't really... I, I wonder how much they really have to say, really. Well, that's you know? the thing, is Whereas, because... Like, yeah, you always kind of... They're painted as, you know, like, oh, we're a political band and we're sort of socially conscious and that. And that, you know... And going you, back you, to my, my, my point, you know, the, the, like, as much as I don't want to use this is you know uh, something to really beat while she sleeps up because you know they're not the only band that do, that do it but when people yeah. were going to me like oh you know you're talking about bands and poly-, well, my point was is that if you're going to be in a band and you're going to say we're socially conscious and we have this and we have an opinion about something then then have an opinion about yeah. something and i feel like the band those you know the kind of for want of a, a better phrase the the female fronted bands that i was talking about who do have very very strong very clear very defined like rage yeah. at a specific subject and articulate that so that you're in absolutely no doubt as to what they're talking about yeah. then when you listen to this and it's a bit and it, and it is a bit like fuck the man it's a bit it's, like it's a bit wishy-washy it's a bit like well i you know i i would like you to say a bit more than just what are your targets what yeah. are, like i mean i have no idea i have no not that i need to know uh 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 someone's political agenda at the end of a record but if they're going to come out and say we're a political band i'd like to have a vague idea yeah. of what have they're they come out and said that I, not really i, I not particularly they, they just have that vibe i don't right? know i don't know if I, they have for this record but they definitely have in the past uh. yeah i mean you see, i mean i think you see the video for brainwashed and it is you know it, it's a lot of what they say is about kind of socially conscious you know attitudes to mm. about having a kind of social conscious to, to yeah. stuff mm. and when you like settle down society and hurricane from the last album album mm. um yeah you know there is always a through line through it but then i suppose much like system of a down they're not defined by it i think mm. yeah probably the thing to yeah. say yeah. like you know they're not they're not defined by it so i don't want to get too kind of sure. like oh well that's the problem with it i just thought it was interesting because having had a hell of a lot of <laughs> like grief just for pointing out 
that some people are actually very specific with their targets. Yeah. Um, this was an album which I felt wasn't. And you know, but it's interesting that we've all picked up on the fact. I mean, I wrote in my notes. I think there are some relatively cliched and rubbish lyrics, <laughs> you yeah. know? and we've all picked up on that. There yeah. we go. You know, so I think that says something. Although it's not the worst offender by a long. No, way. no, no, not at all, God. not at all. I don't. You know, like it's it's good. I think the, over... the Bring Me record has worse lyrics. Than Much worse. One, I think, far worse. Um, Sorry, but mate. this this no, is a. Fine. I just, but I didn't expect anything. Yeah. what you want if you want to be in a band like yours where you can't you might have the worst lyrics ever I haven't got oh, a fucking clue because no you, you just go Ugh. it's just shouting yeah, just shouting in it rub it anyone can do that rub except for me apparently Brady screened my name during uh, their set in the Netherlands I did I shout didn't... get fucked rent free <laughs> uh, and, and there's a video of it there is a video it of it and, and now that I've seen the video I'm like yeah I can kind of hear it but at the time totally went over my head yeah right, good. well anyway that's um, while she sleeps so what is their fourth album out now i think it's all right it's good good. well not even all right it's a good record i think it's i think it's i'm probably gonna go with all right although bearing in mind my reputation with modern metalcore i think that's quite quite a good thing from me i'd uh i'd say it was a bit so what hey (laughs) that's the name of the album you're mad (laughs) right let's move on um last time i saw oh hold on sorry could i go for a wee no not really sorry are you really no we can't pause it me and renfrew carry on look i'm gonna do the intro to this This hurry up and have a wee i'm not pausing it close close the door because we will be able to hear you piss weak mind weak bladder um yeah anyway that's never happened before is it no rude as fuck we've never gone off i do you know i really need a piss really i really need a piss and you don't see me going you're you're just you you'll just piss yourself weren't you i'd rather piss myself than stop the podcast yeah if it comes to it like we care about this podcast enough that we would never even dream if i if someone came into my house right now a burglar came and kicked the door down with like a big pneumatic drill like or the texas chainsaw massacre and started like Going, yeah, I'd still go next week on trade off. I'll be giving you, I wouldn't stop, mate. <laughs> Professionalism exactly. is uh, key, that is what I want. Yes, <laughs> Professionalism <laughs> is, that is what I want. Yeah, so anyway, um, that was that was while she sleeps. And that's funny, Renfrew, because the last time I saw this next band we're talking about, while she sleeps in headlining a show, while she sleeps was supporting this band oh, yeah okay, and i can see that yeah, how, yeah. Funny that, how funny uh, there was never any suggestion whatsoever that while she sleeps wouldn't be the lead review this week um because we're talking about the new album the 13th album from in flames it's called i the mask now younger list yeah yeah now younger listeners will will probably not believe me when i say this but there was a time kids <laughs> there was honestly i'm not making up with where not only were in flames a good band a really good band they were a really good heavy metal band as well they're actually <laughs> good at i know you're sitting there going what that sort of radio emo band well not were, only that they were pioneers they were like so so you said that you well, well what's Brady's even back, more way, exciting is that uh, i've i've had a wee how was your feel face? great that's fantastic yeah good I, until the other week, I still thought they were a death metal band. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you no, no, idiot. No. I know. What a prick. And I saw the artwork and I was like, doesn't. Oh, they've gone with that whole kind of, they've gone for a sort of cartoony corn thing for a little Fucking while. Nonsense. There's always like, you know, children there. Not been a good mm-hmm. run for In Flames, I think we should no. just say. No, it's uh, absolutely not. Or, uh, before we 
kickoff has not been a good run for in flames i think you have to go back to 2006 to come clarity i believe i i most people say come clarity i'm slightly kinder and i will say a sense of purpose I like is a sense worth of purpose. A sense of purpose was the point where I went, oh dear. <clears throat> There's a really good song on that album though, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's eight minutes long. Disconnected. It's been a while since I listened to that record, but I remember listening to it and being like, oh, I thought this band were good. Do you know and what? So and this is damning with faint praise, but it's got a great making of DVD, that <laughs> album. <laughs> They were a thing, weren't they? That's Remember what that? I look for in a record. So anyway, it's, it's like the, an hour and a half. It's, it's a really 13th album. Um, uh, yeah, so there was uh, A Sense of Purpose, which is why I was like, uh, there was Siren Charm. There was the Sounds of Playground Fading, which was bad. Terrible. Siren Charms, which was bad. And then Ever so slightly better, but still but, terrible. Yeah, slightly better, but bad. And then oh. Battles came along, and Battles from 2016, I think, was... Oh, I bet it was bad. Was absolutely disgraceful battles the last album it didn't was even bother fucking horrific and no, then really. in flames turn up on the main stage at download festival last year with a chance to play a great set and redeem themselves and he just sat um uh, he just sat the singer uh, what's his face um Andres, fucking Andres Friedan, Friedan, Friedan. yeah um sat on the bloody stage on a beer cooler going they only gave us four beers on our rider and sulked the whole time and it was pathetic and i sort of thought this is this is becoming like do you know what's becoming like so sorry non-football fans but this is the the analogy that i'm going to give you a football analogy to what i feel like inflames have become um <laughs> no, you won't. So you won't. Lee Sharp, right? Yeah. Do you remember Lee Sharp? Yeah. Sharpie Shuffle. So Lee Sharp in the early nineties played for Manchester United. Played Even for, I remember played for England. He yeah. went to Leeds for four million pounds, which is a lot of money back then. Everyone's like Lee Sharp. He was like another Ryan Giggs, like sort of an, almost mm-hmm. the original Ryan Giggs, and he was like this great young skillful talented player and he was great for years and years and years and years. And then about sort of ten, twelve years into his career. My team, Portsmouth, signed him on loan. And I was going, Lee Sharp's going to play for... Lee, actual Lee Sharp, the Sharpie Shuffle. That hatch against Arsenal. Play for England. Oh, my God, Lee Sharp. And Lee Sharp played for us. And he was just fucking unspeakably rubbish, right? <laughs> and whatever he did was rubbish. And it was like... I don't know what's happened to you, mate, but you cannot even walk in a straight line anymore. I don't know what's going on, but you're terrible. And sometimes people just lose it. They yeah. just completely lose it. Whatever it is that they had that was great is gone. I think it's and, fair to say Inflames have fucking lost it. And Inflames well, are very much like Lee Sharp. Shall we, shall we super quickly, just for people who don't know, say what Inflames brought to the table in the first place? Yes. So part of the Swedish Gothenburg death metal sound, mm-hmm. mel- uh, melodic death metal sound, yep. uh, along with the likes of Dark Tranquility and At The Gates. Um, and one of the bands who got you into metal, Brady, uh, Trivium. Oh, yeah. Christ, I was like, what, what do you know that I don't? Around kind of ascendancy and stuff like that, I remember reading countless reviews where they... I mean, they kept saying that they were influenced by Metallica and, and um, Megadeth and Guns N' Roses yeah. and shit like that. But uh, Guns N' Roses is more Avenged Sevenfold. But um, really, the thing that they seemed to be really aping, and I think they admitted it as well, was stuff like In Flames. Definitely, stuff like that, definitely. Yeah. Like that, you know, that whole thing is so unbelievably influential for to Kill Switch Engage, yeah. to Unearth, to Darkest Hour, to all of those bands, and then onwards, like you say, to, you know, maybe less so to Avenged Sevenfold, but certainly 
yeah. your triviums and your bullets and, and, and those kind of, and even, even then you get to like asking Alexandria and it, it's so massively influential yep. to that, yep. to that scene. Uh, and, and all of those modern metal bands. And yet here we are talking about in flames and almost kind of wincing at the idea that we have to talk about it. But let's start at the beginning because I it's think it's a good place to start. And also I think it starts okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I this is okay. This is the thing. The like, Spoiler alert for this. I have to say... <laughs> It's because they've been so bad for so long. It's a pleasant surprise. This is much better than I <laughs> oh, ever really? imagined it could be. Oh, really? Oh, I and I listened to the last one. <laughs> too, yeah. Oh, the, I mean, the, the, this is a, a step up from the last one. I'm, I would say a considerable step up okay. from the last one. Have you heard the last one? No, I didn't. So I think either. this is, I would go as far oh. as to say this is at least two or three times better than the last one. Whoa. I would say this is, uh, <laughs> this is you know, this is a, that's sort of low five out of ten, whereas the last one is a two out of ten. So that's a win for them, really. This should I be think, a positive review. I not a po- I mean, I'm not going to be positive about it because ultimately, there's so much on this album which is not good. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because I turned it on and I, I literally, I pressed play in the same way as when you saw me clean up cat shit earlier, and I was like, <laughs> oh, God. I pressed play with the same sort of, oh God, like you know, like oh. <laughs> like one of one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends, right? <laughs> like, I'll oh, do, do it. I have, do I have to? Oh, I'll do it because it's my job. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? And um, uh, rest in peace. And um, and but and because of that, it is not anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, uh, I, certainly the first. I I think the first four tracks on this record are okay. I, I think, think they're all the right. first track is all right. <laughs> I think the first uh, track's all right. There's a bit in the first track which sounds vaguely like new noise by Reviews. Yeah, I mean, very vaguely. <laughs> like yeah. Very vaguely, there's a Vaguely as in they're both bands. No, mm. vaguely as in it's a guitar riff which sounds vaguely like the new noise riff. It's nowhere near as good. No. But um, mm. it's, it, you know, but the fact that they were recalling Refuse to me, I was like... Well, this is at least a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Like, call my name is all right. It's got a big kind of radio chorus on it. Yeah. That I didn't mind. You, uh, Brady's pulled a face there. I've I've never written "Bullet for My Valentine" so many times in a review of a <laughs> band that isn't "Bullet for My Valentine." Yeah. It well, just sounds like "Bullet for My" like mid-era "Bullet for My Valentine." Like, uh, so really... that, what was that? Temper, temper? Is that? No, no. Like, uh, scream after, fire? after fever, basically. But not before the new one. Just, just like really forgettable metalcore. Oh, it's a bit heavy, and I didn't yeah. expect to go in this hard. But oh, it's a bit heavy, and then there's a clean chorus, and mm. we're all anthemic. And oh yeah, well it, it's it's not good. Like I mean, right. if you, there's one. <laughs> we can all sing. We can't. <laughs> I, I can't. There's a song in it called "This Is Our House," which is oh, our house. What a song name! In the so middle of our street, just abys- which is completely one? utterly abysmal. Uh, oh, for that one, all I wrote was, "This song is called This Is Our House." <laughs> <laughs> they were my notes. But well, it's got, is, like, is that the one of... with the children's choir? Yes, right? yes, Ooh. it is. Yeah, it's got the. Ch- so obviously, children's choir is a bad idea at the best Ooh. of times. What did you think of um, Machine Head and Behemoth doing the children's choir thing? Did you I thought Machine Head was, was bad. I thought Behemoth was good. <laughs> that, <laughs> that just does not just stand up now. In general, what do you think? 
<laughs> Machine Head bad, Baywatch good. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe. I don't you know. Know, uh, no, 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 no. Machine Head are good. Um, I wrote that Follow Me sounds like Bon Jovi. Yes, it does. It does. And this and is. That yeah. fucking key change at the end is great. Oh, it's a baller God, move. They've yeah. gone, yeah, we'll do a key change. Why not? I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that. Mm. That was. But, uh, I mean, overall, I'm, uh, I'm struggling. Uh, well, why the, why have they gone down this direction in the last ten years? Isn't it isn't it the same thing as while she sleeps in terms of like no 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 that's in, a pull quote in, 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 in terms of trying to get some radio airplay it's just while she sleeps have done I mean I I don't think while she sleeps have pulled it off perfectly at all right but they have gone about it in a far worse way but you know you you get these kind of like really um these songs which are clearly trying to have massive hooks in them mm. but just aren't very interesting mm. at yeah. all. That's well, that's the problem, isn't it? Is yeah. While She Sleeps have done something which sounds kind of contemporary. Like None of this, like you say, none of the, this all still sounds really 2006. This sounds like kind of the second yeah. Five Finger Death Punch album but <laughs> sang in a Swedish accent. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's got nothing new going on and it's very, very... T- like... It, I actually around the time Siren Charms came out, I was on the radio and I interviewed two of the guys from uh, from In Flames. I interviewed Anders and I interviewed I can't remember one of the other guys. And um, and I said, you know, what do you? Obviously, you're going to have fans who I tried to be sort of vague about and go, you will have fans, I'm sure. I don't know, maybe <laughs> who kind of really like the old stuff and you know just, they might not like this so much. You know, I, go, I don't know anyone personally <laughs> unless I look in a mirror. But, um, <laughs> But, like, what are you, you know, how do you feel about that? And they were just like, we don't want to play metal. And they were basically like, we don't want to play, like, that sort of metal anymore. We just don't want to do it. And, you know, did they say say metal or that kind of metal? Well, they sort of said, like, we don't want to make a heavy album. Mm. Because this is the thing, like, this just feels like a halfway house. It Mm. feels like... It feels like a halfway house that's trying to appease radio pluggers and metal fans and ends up appeasing absolutely Mm, none of them, you know? And it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of everyone's time. Do you feel bad about what you said about the Soilwork album now? Because the Soilwork album sounds like... That's much better. Sounds like Master of Puppets compared to this. Yeah, I mean, I... I, yeah, I, I think this is a far worse album than the, I don't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad about what I said about the Soilwork album. I think this is a far worse album. Are you going than to apologise to Soilwork? <laughs> Fuck's uh, sake, no. I, I, I think metal needs to be better, no, generally. I fully back that. Yeah. I, I wrote, why in 2019 are we giving massive metal bands a pass to trot out derivative, boring, uninspired drivel? It's a good question. That's a very good question. It's a good question. Because, I, I, like, people don't let new bands do that. People, if a new no. band releases an album, people go, that's wank, that's it, they're yeah. done. Whereas yeah. this happens down the line, and because they're so big, people go, oh, it's another In Flames album, I'll play download again. Well, no. yeah. I did the Metal Hammer review, and that won't be happening in Metal Hammer. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> no, it bloody won't. I'll tell you, it definitely won't, because I know... There's no one at Metal Hammer who's going to be wanting to rep for this album. Yeah, not a I chance. Can't imagine uh, so. No, not a chance. I'm no, a little chance. bit sad that I've not been able to do a, a full track by track on this. But my, what was your? <laughs> favorite Has any album? other highlights you? What's my favorite album? No, sorry, your favorite track. Favorite on track on this? Uh, probably, I think probably call my name because it's that. It's sort of it's the it was the catchiest sort of 
it was the it was the one that I found to be the catchiest without really making me feel a bit sick. I'm curious about your notes on "Stay with Me," which are the last, which is the last, or, or either either all the pain or "Stay with Me." Uh, but because... I'll give you both all the pain. This is really tragic, faux theatrical, boring, sad. Kind of sounds like an '80s wedding banger. <laughs> and then "Stay with Me," I wrote shit synth strings and acoustic guitar, wicked. Why did they think this would be a good album closer? It literally plays like they're begging people not to stop listening to the band, and it fades out. Cowards. <laughs> You use the word coward there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is... Those like, two last songs, I, I just wanted to bring that yeah, up, because those two last songs are so syrupy and so They're really horrible. bad. But do you horrible. know what? To try, in the name of positivity, I'm going to say, this is a step up from the last album, yeah. and it's in flames. <laughs> this might be the the, start the, the a... system has failed and we might get an end game in a in three albums time yeah, nice. who knows i would love them to bounce back who or knows just to do this but do it really well like i don't have an issue with like the poison it. yeah <laughs> I mean, i'd take that, the poison over this that's just a yes Stephen hill <laughs> um no it's just like that last song like the lyrics this were is literally like Please don't stop listening to us. We really need you. Yeah, it's not and good. It's like, oh, why have you so, said that? Yeah, it's not great. But I do want to end, like I said, yeah. I want to end on a positive. Sorry. So it's better than Battles and it's better than The Poison by Birth of My <laughs> So there it is. Either Mask by, which I've never heard before. Um, either Mask by In Flames. You've heard style. Either Mask. I've yeah. heard Either Mask. Yeah. I have heard Either Mask. Let's not, uh, you know, yeah, we don't, we don't want to have our reputation in tatters. Anyway, we've got one more album to Any do. Let's do, do this quickly, shall we? Um, it's called... Uh, th- so, yeah, that's uh, The New In Flames. The last album we're going to talk about this week is Mark Morton. Um, Anith... An- uh, how do you say this? Anethysis. Uh, uh, Anith... Uh, right, I'm look at the proper pronunciation. Anesthetic. Anesthetic. Well, no, yeah. it's, it's not anesthetic. It's anesthesia. What is it? Anesthesia. Yeah. I'll just write oh, no, it is anesthetic. You're right. No, sorry. <laughs> oh. Anesthetic by Mark, by Mark Morton. Anesthetic, yeah. Yes, I'm going to have an anesthetic for my tooth, which is fucking killing me still, by yeah, the way. Well, sorry about that. So this is the, no debut, one's asked. the debut solo album from the Lamb of God guitarist. Uh, that everyone's been really excited about Mark Morton doing a solo album. That's what, like Slash, the Slash that no one cares about. Uh, <laughs> he's done a similar sort of thing to Slash where he's got in a bunch of guests um it's in this yeah this album's in the same vein as that slash record yeah, that you're referring to the tom morello album last year yeah, the iomi album which was fucking amazing from 2001 do you remember mm-hmm. that one yeah. i do remember that yeah um so it's in that same vein it's in that sort of vein and he's got a very impressive list of um of uh of artists that he's brought in as well obviously randy Blythe. don't know how he got him in that's quite a <laughs> thing isn't it um and uh, ray luzia from corn on it got like, ray luzia yeah. from corn one of the best drummers in the world got chuck Jesus. billy he is a lovely man as well ray oh, luzia that makes me happy yeah. very very nice the ying yeah. to mark morton's yang you could <laughs> argue um uh he's wow. got mark lanagan uh, he's oh, also yes. he's also he's got Miles Kennedy who has got a good voice. Yes. Uh, he's Trivia also got well. some Power from Trivian. He's also got uh, so he's got some good people on it. He's John also Paul got Gas- John Paul Gaster from Clutch. Yeah, he's got John Paul Gaster from Clutch on it. Yeah, um, and Dave I Ellison. didn't have that. Oh, Dave Ellison, Roy Mayorga is on drums as well. I'm looking at that now because you keep interrupting me as I'm trying to do a joke. <laughs> no, we're just is, trying to say so, there's a yeah, lot of guests on it's it. There's a lot of guests yeah. on it. He's got a lot of good people on, um, and also uh, Kobe Dick is on it as well. There and it so, is. So Mark Morton has done this record. 
um, which is, you know, again, it feels like much like we all the albums we mentioned before, uh, they never feel particularly cohesive. They never no. feel particularly um, necessary either, really. They are usually just a collection of songs where I think if you like the vocalist, you will quite like the song. Do you know what? I said exactly the same thing. It does It does just boil down to, mm. do you like the vocalist? Yeah. Well, you'll probably like the song. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, for spoiler me... Spoiler alert, my favourite song is the Mark Lanigan track. Exactly because, right, yeah. Because I think Mark Lanigan's fucking amazing. By far and away the best thing on it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. In fact, I actually really like that Marlon. Yeah, it's song. great. That is, yeah. the, I would go as far as to say that is the that, and I think the one with Randy at the end, which basically just sounds like a Lamb of God song, like a kind of yeah, like a, a decent, half decent Lamb so, of God song. Uh, do you know what? It sounds like a Lamb of God bonus track. It does. Yeah, is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So um, that one, and there's another metal one, uh, the one with Chuck Billy. Chuck Billy, yeah, Chuck Billy. Right. So, yeah. in an interview that I read the other day, uh, he said, "Yeah, um, we thought that we should chuck a couple of metal songs in. I didn't really want to do it, but just to like keep the metal fans on board. So we thought we should, you know, just chuck them in." And I was like, "What's the? F- what are you doing this album for? Are you yeah. doing because you want to get something out artistically, or because, like?" What what like that? That's such a, a shit reason to do anything. I think I might have that quote actually. It's from Revolver. Yeah, maybe I should mention. Well, actually, this was referring to. Uh, so Josh Todd was the first person he brought I know. on. <laughs> like, so I'll do a solo <laughs> album. Who in the world should I get? Josh Todd will be the first person I should bring on. I need he someone said, that um, can definitely get say yeah. from the Towers of London. <laughs> yeah. I should Hetfield said no. So it's the next. The next. Step. I should mention that Josh was a strong catalyst for me doing some metal when I first started doing this album i was going to avoid metal completely because my thinking was i'm in a great metal band why would i put metal songs on my solo album modest but But josh felt that the lamb of god fans who come over and check this out are going to want to get that heavy metal itch scratched so he was like let's put a couple of tunes on here that are more in the lane of what people know you for so that's where the never and the truth is dead came from a deliberate decision to include more thrash metal stuff fucking wet that reason i hate that yeah i mean the whole thing i'm sure it's a it's it's a laugh it's good for him for to you know to stroke his ego for him to be able to put an album out with his name on and get loads of um singers that he likes in it and he's obviously quite a a competent guitar player well more than a competent oh Oh, come on very very he's a very good guitar player this isn't an album that sounds like it's been written by a really good guitar player it sounds like a load of like really like music to the background radio rock for a lot of the time oh yeah i was i was about to say i hate to use it for the third review in a row but this is radio rock once again it does sound like it's kind of aimed at um u.s daytime k-rock and stuff like that you know you know and Um, and it almost certainly is and and i'm not convinced that's what lama god fans want I, and he's, no. c- he's clearly not doing it for Lamb of God fans, even though he's pandering to them yeah. with that extra thing. Uh, exactly. That's the thing, yeah. But but that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah, if he knows who he's doing them for. Them yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm not sure he knows. I'm not sure he can really pinpoint exactly who he's doing it for. I mean, himself, I suppose, which is fine. But, you know, like, it... it it's just the, the the metal stuff just isn't anywhere near as interesting as Lamb of God songs. No. Anywhere near. And the less metal stuff in the main just 
script isn't particularly interesting. I think there's there's yeah. bits and pieces, if I'm being kind. I think um, Blur featured, which is a song with Mark Morales, featured some interesting psychedelic guitar parts, which I would have never expected I from Mark Morton. kind of boring rock song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously we've mentioned the Mark Lanigan song by the way that Mark Lanigan song the band is Mark Ford from Black Crows right uh, Steve Gorman from Black Crows Mike Inez from Alice in Chains and Miles Kennedy is doing backing vocals cool can you imagine having uh, Miles Kennedy doing backing I vocals I didn't well, in your really band? like that song that much and the chorus came in I went this is fantastic oh uh, it's, it's mm. where, do you know what so when it starts it is uh, a bit like oh it sounds a bit cheesy like, it felt like it was going to be a repeat of Lulu just yeah. on that one the, 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 mo- <laughs> the moment like, what are you doing the moment the chorus comes in it's like yeah. oh yes I mean it could be a screaming trees it's not far yeah, off yeah I mean trees. I, I love I love that I mean you know it is yeah you do kind of go like who's this for really because you've got Kobe mm. Dick next to Mark Lanigan I mean you can't get two more ridiculous things yeah far apart from <laughs> Kobe yeah. Dick is that what we call him well, that's what I call him yeah <laughs> Jacoby like Shaddix he's called now apparently but he'll always be he says it he says it in Infest doesn't he my name's Kobe Dick Mr Dick if you're nasty and I'm not nasty so <laughs> <laughs> I call him Kobe Dick um, that's amazing yeah oh, Mr Dick yeah so it's got uh, it's got old um, those two back to back is it's quite <laughs> odd and it's just you know it's just again it's a very lopsided record yeah depending if you're the sort of person who just goes oh, I love guitars and I love things that sound like big on the, that sound big then you'll probably like all of it if you like Linkin Park and Lamb of God and the Black Crows and sort of Slash and Miles Kennedy there's a bit of all that stuff on there in there there's yeah, a bit yeah, of yeah, yeah. considering the amount of talent on this record like even the people playing the stuff in the background like it's so dull like, I, I there aren't many surprises on yeah, it. I expected so much more, and like, <laughs> just like Miles Kennedy, like he's obviously fantastic, but I didn't think his performance was anything special. There's no yeah. standout performance. But then, on this but then, if you me. think about it, all of these—the reason why these albums don't tend to work—I think that you know, actually, I do actually like that Slash album, and I like that I Am I album like that a lot. Um, but the reason why these albums don't tend to work is because obviously all of those performers are saving their best stuff for their own bands. Yeah, of course. So, you know, you you get a fairly kind of, not inferior version, but you get a fairly bog... You get them on a five out of ten day. This is, you know, this is something I think that metal needs to learn from hip hop in that when you get a feature on a rap record, it That's, is someone going, this is my chance to fucking show up everyone else it, on this it, album. Yeah. Yeah. And then people go, balance, but yeah, that yeah. feature was great. I'll go check out the next record. Yeah. Whereas rock singers seem to go, I'll do this as a bit of a side. No one's going to listen to it. You know, I'll just help out a mate. And it's like, well, actually... No, yeah, this could get you fans. Well, listening like, to this record, I get the feeling that the people making it had more fun than anyone who will listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I mean that might sound that might sound <laughs> awful. If we're the but three of us, then I, I think that's. I mean, to be true. to be honest, I I I don't mind. I don't think it's. I would listen to this over the In Flames record any day of the week, personally. Um, yeah. but oh, yeah, yeah oh, probably, yeah. But, but I'd I'd skip, as long as oh. I had a skip button, <laughs> I wouldn't listen to it on vinyl, put it what, that way. What I found stunning that the track Imaginary Days, the one that he actually sings on, is one yeah. of the best vocal performances on the record. He should have just fucking done it himself. I have to say, I'd have been way more into it. I did not expect Mark Morton to sound like no. that. No, I didn't I. really. And I'm. I, does Mark Morton sound like that as well? <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, um, I reckon he does. I, I, I was just... I, 
I noticed it was the only one that didn't have a, you know, featuring blah, blah, blah yeah. vocalist. So I looked into it. I was like, oh, it's actually Mark Morton. Yeah. And I, I, I just couldn't believe it because I was I, like... I'd have been way more up for a record that was him going, I'm just going to fucking do it all myself than getting a load of features and cater his record to everyone's different voices and just sound a bit... If, if he genuinely sounds like he does on that album yeah. in real life, then I 100% agree with you. Mm. But I'm... I think the reason there's only one song <laughs> is because, in my opinion, he probably doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Well, that, anyway, is, that is total conjecture. Was, there you go. Um, that is uh, Anesthetic by Mark Morton. Gang of Four and Weezer we'll be doing next week. Oh, Are we definitely doing Gang of Four. I don't know. Oh, if we have. Yeah. you got the Weezer record now? No. 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 So no. The only reason that I came no. on was that I was told I was get to do Weezer. Yeah, we were hoping so, but um, Steve was so fucking horrible to their last release, which was really Yeah, I do good, feel like I it's thought. your fault. I thought it was cracking. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant, isn't really, it? Really, really did a lot to move music in 2019 on. Yeah, I agree. And I think yeah. the way... Tool. Uh Yeah, you know, yeah. I think off the top of my head, yeah, yeah I reckon tool, it probably is. Tool, Tool, teal, exactly. This yeah. is funny, guys. Yeah, wow. Well, we're having a good time. This is not well, funny, I'm, you I'm... two sucking up to Weezer. You're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> He's just We're going home. Right, go on. Get out of my house. Alan Partridge is on in an hour. Get out. We'll see you next week. We will be reviewing Weezer properly. You won't be here. Brady. I'll be on a plane when this goes out. Good. Yeah, thank Thanks you very on. much Thanks for coming, coming down, in, Brady. Mate. Good Easy luck with your US tour. Thank you. Yeah, if you're listening, tour. please come see us. I'll put you on the guest list. There are, actually, we have, I think, 6% of our listeners are in the US, so that's Fuck what? Yeah. 500 six million? Listeners. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, 6%. Yeah, 6 listeners. How you get. So, um, yeah, there may be some people. So uh, 6% of our listeners is actually 5 people. So. Okay, it's more than it's more than what Steve said, but it's less, less than what, what I said. said. So it's in between um, five and, and one and a half million. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're doing thirty nine days, thirty four shows, thirty four shows in thirty nine days. Oh, there we go. I don't know where I got thirty nine from. Because um, that's why I incorrectly told you last week. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be it. So um, yeah, so it's. It, I was about to say. So it's likely that you're coming near people in america we're going then, everywhere to, but to be honest america's big isn't it ah, they can travel <laughs> but yeah no come sell out a show if you're out that'd Go be see nice Condra. they're good mm-hmm. you know what did you hear what i said about you guys last week yeah there of course i did good so it was worth Idiot. it <laughs> Right, anyway, I need a piss now. So go to musicism.net uh, to get 25% off your courses. You can put Riot in capitals in the checkout. And we'll see you next week when we will be reviewing Weezer properly. And we will be reviewing Gang of Four properly as well. See you later, chaps. Bye. Bye.